between I cannot breathe, I can't see, I can't look in between I cannot breathe, I can't see, I can't look in between Mike hot and that was like the se most seamless intro you could do right there see okay. so now we yeah. got the audio we got no more music see the music's kind of in the background right there we okay. turn the music okay. on what up everybody welcome to Tuesday uh, and probably our best show to date I'm calling it we've got a incredible guest uh, that that we've we've uh, we lined up actually as just just randomly last week we were talking about it and we said let's get him on mm -hmm. um and i've got a lot of great videos to show everybody plus we've got a little uh uh preview of the nxl philly because that's what's happening uh, we leave tomorrow morning to go to philly what time is your flight by the way 10 a.m maybe maybe 10 10 or so that's nice um and uh and so shout out to everybody that's out there shout out to all the the champs club members shout out to slug slugs pb and jamie taylor 12 months of mega support status membership right there there we go jamie let's get you an air horn and i push the little a button and then we get the air horn uh plus mr david rome the magician the wizard uh we've got we've got a commercial dropping this show is going show's going mainstream commercials nuts yeah yeah i don't know if you guys have seen top gun you know we've talked about it but it's like top gun Speak and Span show commercial. Yeah. Right? Someone like, actually asked if we'd seen Top Gun. Yeah. We've seen it twice I've seen now. It twice. We saw it twice. In the theaters. Uh, James Hall is in here. Shout out to Island Designs. Logo's right there. If you need anything printed, hit up James. Um, he also gives away way too much stuff. Uh, almost more stuff than the Spick and Span show gives away. Yeah. He's given away two Signature Series forces. Uh, so big shout out to James and uh, for all the support. Shout out to Matrix Gear as well. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. we got some more fan giveaways as well. Uh, some Hormesis dog collars. Wow. Yeah, I need to get one of those things. My Actually, I'm going to put my name on the wheel 500 times. So just to up my odds a little bit. Mm. Uh, and uh, and anyways, we got uh, we got all of you out there watching us. And we're pretty excited about having you here to join us on another Tuesday. I wasn't late, <laughs> by the way. No, Kyle wasn't late. Ryan out. is giving me a tutorial. Mm -hmm. which I'm a little afraid about. That was a lot of information. That was a crash course. That was, I don't even feel like that was like 25% of what needs to be done. Uh, so once you get it rolling, we're rolling. That was 5% like, of what I'm afraid of. Um, oh, you mean the other 70, 95% is talking for, yes, for an hour and a yes. half. So, so, yeah, I Ryan's <laughs> going to be gone like all of July. So I'm going to, well, not all of July, but for two shows mm -hmm. that I got to take on by myself. And you guys have seen when Ryan gets up to go do something for five minutes. Five seconds. Yeah, five seconds. Uh, well, you got Alex. Yes. Okay. I got Alex. So we've got, we've got Alex ready to go as well. So he'll be like, he'll be here until one of the two batteries die. I might just take a, like a vacation, take the show on the road to go, go to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, go up to San Francisco visit. for, yeah, go, go to, to San, San Francisco for a little bit. Maybe, visit I'll go, Alex. maybe I'll go take it and uh, hang out with Meter. In Texas. Oh, you could go to Field One. Yeah. There we go. Now yeah. we're talking. Now we're talking. You can be a beekeeper. 
Mm-hmm. You can learn. Alex will teach you how to keep bees. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff. So yes, I'm gonna be gone uh, at the for basically the first two weeks in July. I'm gonna be like out of touch. Not just gone. Like, hey Ryan, can't you just go to the hotel and just log in and and do the show? I'm talking like like remote, no cell phone signal. There's like one place one day that I think we get like we can get a Wi-Fi signal from like a land camp. I'm gonna mm. be on a boat. Um, the Spick and Spick show, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, it was the Spick and Egg show. It'll spick be the Spick and Egg, egg show, show. Yeah. scrambled egg show, mm-hmm. or the. I've been. I was actually, which was really funny. I was thinking about how we could rename the show for the the two episodes, and then when I get back, actually, we're both flying. Oh, you're not, but where I have to fly to the summer camp that Tuesday, mm-hmm. so we're gonna do a special Monday show. Okay. When I get back, don't even worry about it. That's we're thinking too far ahead here. But, uh, but yeah, and L. DeRoss is, uh, is right. Let's go ahead and get this thing kicked up to 100 likes uh, because I also have a draw. Do you like, do you like what just happened there? <laughs> I don't know if anybody is. Can you uh, give me one of those black? Anybody to see what just happened there? What do you want? Black uh, dog tags. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can get it off this time. First try. There we go. First try. Um, so I've just been charging my phone, wanted to make sure it was charged, but that the bottom of it wasn't connected to anything. So that was, that was pretty cool. We got our, our stuff together here. Uh, get to 100 likes. I'm going to spin the wheel right away because um, I got a couple things. I got a, a luggage tag, courtesy of David Rome, Hormesis luggage tag. Uh, Damien needs one of these things. Damien lost his roller bag twice on the trip. We went to the airport only twice. <laughs> Someone pulled his luggage off. He's got one of the ones that looks like everything else. Yeah. Like he's got the, the generic roller. Yeah. So someone else gra- gra- grabbed his off of the bus. And his is dusty. Like, it's dusty. And uh, and he walked. He's like, someone stole my bag. I'm like, How does someone take your bag off the rental car bus? And then yeah. he walks out, and this old man was wheeling off. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then when we were going back to the airport, he uh, he grabbed someone else's. And, but it was, like, brand new. And I go, dude, that's not your bag. And he's like, I think someone might have stolen my bag. I go, and the lady's like, it's right here, man. And I was like, why don't you get a luggage tag? He's like, I don't know where to get one. So, there you go. Damien. You can bring that to him. Yeah, maybe we can bring I had to be careful with my jokes with Damien because I were, were you there when we were eating the watermelon? And I was like, hey, everyone obviously knew this was a joke, but I was like, don't eat the seeds. And he's like, why? And I was like, because well, a watermelon will start to grow in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like laughing a little bit. And then I could see him kind of looking at me with the wheels like, were, the wheels scary were eyes. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, don't eat it because a watermelon will grow in your stomach. And like I'm chuckling and he's like... Are you serious? I'm like, no, I'm not serious. And I was like, I gotta be careful with the, the the jokes. And Doll and I were getting a kick out of that. Um, he's a model. Yes. Yeah. Trophy wife. Just leave it right there. He's a trophy wife. <laughs> he's got a great sense of humor. He's he's great. I yes, like him. He's, yeah. he's he's the best to have around. Not just because he laughs at everybody's jokes, but he's also a good kid. Yes. So. Just make sure you guys just don't swallow the seeds. We don't want any anybody's stomach to, to yeah. get really upset. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Don't eat the watermelon don't eat seeds because you'll grow a watermelon in your stomach. Um, and yeah, Matt, I see your uh, see your message in there as well. Um, yeah, I'll I'll check my DMs. Uh, if you were trying to get a jersey from me, we've actually we've got these are cool, man. I, how do you like our jerseys? They're really nice. Yeah, they're nice. I don't have one yet, but. Uh, so I had a couple of people ask me to, hey, can I buy a dime series? I was like, I, I don't have any. Yet. I ordered some extras <laughs> okay, for you, thanks. so they'll be here in about four to six weeks. Okay. But your two jerseys, here we go, were delivered to the hotel yesterday. Oh, nice. Which is a little sketchy. Yeah. It's kind of scary. 
because I called the hotel twice today, and they didn't know uh, any of the names that I gave to them of what the package should have been named. Oh. So we're just going to cross our fingers that when we get there tomorrow, you're not wearing uh, this uh, this Oliver Lang jersey right here. Oh, I mean, that might be That might be cool. bad. So you might... We'll I bring might, these. I we'll bring these. Yeah, with that. yeah, we'll bring this. Alex keeps printing these things. It's kind of like a, if you build it, he will come. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe? Like, if you print it, he will come. Uh, so, Oliver, if you're watching this... Uh, I don't know if I could wear that one. I could wear Oliver Lang. Well, well it's, a, it's a large, so it'll fit Yeah, you. but that's like a lot. To, that's a lot. To, that's a, a lot big, of pressure there. Big shoes yeah, to fill. Yeah, big, yeah. big moccasins to fill, yeah. huh? Huh? So, so paintball troll will have fun with that one. Pro Paintball Troll has been on one, man. If you're watching Pro Paintball Troll, if you're watching this, still we still need to get you on the show. Uh, you've been very good to us. The new one yes. of, of Impact was I, I was dying. That was, that that was, was a good. good one. That was yeah. a really good one. That might have been my favorite one. <clears throat> so um, yeah, <clears throat> shout out to Thomas Hernandez. Get get yourself a Field One Force. Uh, exceeds expectations with every shot. Maybe a new tagline, maybe. Uh, so yeah, anyway, a lot of, a lot of cool things that are going on real quick. Uh, let's get the, uh, let's get the old notepad out here. We've got, um, we've got David Weathers coming on the show. I'm going to fire off a video here, uh, very shortly. Shout out to Chris O. You got a W this weekend. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. work. Great work. Caught a, caught a, caught a little, uh, last couple quarters of that. Yeah. A couple quarters would be the last half a pair of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and we've got uh, oh I got these new goggles that just came in another set of goggles shout out to uh, these things are a little hydro dip graphic goggles these things just came in oh, pretty wow. sweet yeah 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 it was a it was a little paid homage to one of my old old sets of goggles that actually Vic has so these are pretty cool um, we've got uh, oh who did those oh, this way uh, it is uh, it is hydro dip hydro uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. Hydrographics, hydrographics, Simmons hydrographics. So we've got uh, green span there on the side, but look at the, the detail on the it's pretty cool. It's like, yeah, it's like in there. Oh. Yeah, so got these things. I think I'm gonna play with the bottoms out there this weekend. So Simmons hydrographics, thanks a lot for that. Uh, set of goggles. We've got, um, like I said, we've got the dog collars that are going to be, um, I actually have a picture of them, but that's from Ian Fred, uh, Friedman, uh, Hormesis dog collars. Mm. Yeah. Get a little con- that, are, we getting, are we calling Alex today or not? It's a, uh, we can call Alex too. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he could show them. Uh, Alex doesn't have them. They're contraband, but it's like, these are contraband, you know, like they're kind mm. of approved, but like, yeah, it's not contraband, but they're not actually made in, uh, with, they're made with love. But not with love by Oliver Lang's hands. I got you. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. NYX ten dollars shirt. Don't forget that if you guys are looking to get a rash in your armpits, ten dollars shirts NYX. Get them. Uh, it will be very hot and sweaty this weekend in Philly, so you will need disposable clothing. Uh, it's kind of like going to shop at like uh, Cotton On or H and M. You know, okay. it's like you can grab something for for the race day, and it, like the buttons pop off. Like it's okay. It was it was inexpensive, but. Uh, um, ten dollar T-shirts. They're not joking. Sold out. So no, they, they, uh, some of these are available now. Share the link. No, NewYorkExtreme.com. Extreme is with an X because um, it's paintball, and that's that's just how you spell things in paintball is incorrectly. But uh, New York Extreme and uh, oh, J- James Hall is going to be doing nine nine dollar and fifty cent dynasty shirts. <laughs> oh, th- look at that. We could have done nine ninety nine. Um, so yeah, check it out. New York slash products. You can pick up and support those guys. 
uh, it's, I mean, it's just a hell of a deal. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. One side, black and white, super easy. Uh, support the boys. Support. You guys can Photoshop out the carpet on the t-shirts. <laughs> just tip. Uh, that actually is with the Canva Pro account, so you do need to pay for that. But these things should be flying off the shar- shelf with about, I'm thinking, a 2 to 3% margin. So I mean, the best thing is that you can pay in four interest-free installments. That's good. That's good. Only with orders over 50, so you need to buy uh, five T-shirts. That's okay. a lot of T-shirts. Yeah. That's a lot of T-shirts. So, um, oh, yeah, and I believe, you're right, uh, they do have, they're going to have a dunk tank this weekend, all for charity, allegedly, uh, and possibly a hot dog eating contest. So um, that's going to be pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> I might not partake in that. Maybe we should do that right before our first match. Yeah. Hot dog eating contest in the late afternoon. <clears throat> And, uh, but yeah, charity, I believe that's going down. Uh, plus go ahead and pick up yourself, pick up. Oh no, dunk shots. tank till no cup. dunk tank till cup. Allegedly. Oh man. All right. So just the hot dog eating contest. Can we get that confirmed? Yeah. Glizzy eating contest. The glizzy eating contest. Um, when is the Kyle Spicka dynasty shirt coming? Well, we need to get some pictures of Kyle first Yeah. in order to get that going. Um, so let's, uh, I'm going to, I don't even know. Where to start? So let me let me go with this video here. I'm gonna queue up a video before we get. Uh, uh, Is this the uh, video? No, no, no. We're gonna play our, our 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 video at the end here. Okay, okay. The end of the show. Towards the end of the show, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play that. One of the um, most epic. You want to shoot of all uh, time. Alex a text and see if he's he's uh, good with jumping on the on the call here in a little bit, and uh, uh, also Glizzy Goblin. I'm not totally sure what that means, but it sounds like it couldn't it could be. Glizzy something. is like a hot dog. Like a glazed hot dog? It's just like a really? nickname for a hot dog. Get out of here. Yeah. Is there a joke like a like a it's like, like a slang? Is it on Urban Dictionary? May it might be. Hmm. Um, okay, so this video that I'm gonna show is something that I and you gotta watch this too. It's something that I was showing up oh, that uh, uh, or I was talking about last week. Okay, so remember when I said David Weathers was um, you, you walk into this room, like a small room, shelves on both sides, and each side has got bins all over it. Um, in of the, each of these bins, none, none of them have tops on, none of them have lids. It's just like they fit perfectly in there to keep whatever slithery item that's mm-hmm, inside there. Mm-hmm. You slide out, and then bam, there's a cobra. On top of that, for some, I don't know if it's like a joke, a sick joke, and we're going to ask him here in a second, but... He happens to have like lots of climbing ropes just hang dangling around, like like a lot of ropes. So like you'd walk up and there's some bungee cords, right? That look like snakes. Yeah. You know, oh, if you're oh, already okay. sweating in a Are pretty, they for the snakes I, to like, climb? Maybe holding some stuff up. Um, uh, but here, let's. I just want to. I just want to show everybody. So we're at 99 likes too. So if we get to 100, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna do a quick giveaway as well. Uh, the only hip Ryan knows is broken hip. <laughs> So, uh, check this out. I think it's over there behind the golf cart. Okay. You want to just go ahead and go behind the golf cart instead of asking us what's going on? (laughs) All right. So you open this bin and there is a Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) And okay. Um, Give me some space. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll clear the door for you. I'm fucking coming back. This bin and wham, Cobra. Oh man. You can, there it goes. Look at there, there I go. 
<laughs> I'm out of there. Why are you freak out the worse it is? I mean, no one seems to have a problem with what's going on right Some here. Some of the better yeah. ones get opened up. Hold on. And let's go ahead and open this. Like, what do we have in here? And... Like, look at that little, like, there's cords hanging on the, on the, oh, Cobra, ready to go. Yep. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. See how there's no, there's no tops on those things. Oh, they're all pissed. The, everything's pissed. That's what I'm saying. one of them that wasn't pissed. And I, That's yeah, one of them was like, name. yeah, he was probably like, uh, it's you again. Yeah. Didn't I get you last time? Uh, hey, quick shout out again to Chris O. Thank you very much for gifting those memberships. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And speaking of which, we are over. Shout out to Dr. Despair. Um, let's do a quick... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin a wheel real quick, and then we're going to get David on the on the horn. But can can you just... just Is anybody else like get sweaty when you're looking at that, that video? Like, just kind of... That seems yeah, like I it's uncomfortable. I, yeah, I was wondering very, why I got hot. Very uncomfortable. You're also wearing a jacket. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's very light. It is a very light jacket. Is that a dynasty jacket? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to Vic Gamboa right there. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, so real quick, I've got uh, two things that are going to be going out right now. <laughs> Kevin Yantosh, there we go. And you live in, in snake territory also. Shout out to Ian Friedman, Alan Garcia, gifted memberships by Chris O. Shout out to Chris O. Get you guys on the wheel here real quick uh, before we jump into this part right here. We got Alan and Ian. I'm going to put you guys both on the list here. Someone actually, someone said, did you watch that movie Hustle? Or you should. I watched it. I was talking to Ryan before the show started. He said he's saving that movie for his trip. Um, I'm saving a lot of stuff for the trip. 12 days, no internet, no... Uh, but that movie was really good. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Was it better than Uncut Gems? I think so. Whoa. That's pretty I, wild. I mean, I, I don't know. You might think differently. I didn't wasn't a huge fan of Uncut Gems. Oh really? I feel like that was like a, just an anxiety. Yeah, I mean that's probably why I didn't like it. The Hustle's like just really cool. Like there's a bunch of cool stuff in there. Okay, cool. I like cool stuff. Here we go. Good. Uncut <laughs> Gems has more, has better anxiety. Uncut Gems or uh, that's Hustle what it's has... all about. Is the movies are meant to like make you feel yeah, something, draw out the emotion. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It would definitely. But did cool it. stuff is stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, already put it to good use. Um, Benjamin Nelson, I haven't sent it out yet, but I have it right here. So I'll, I'll get, I got you in the calendar, ready to rock and roll. All right, real quick. Uh, let's just do a little, little beginning of the show, uh, wheel spin right here. This is for all members. We're going to go with a, uh, luggage tag from David Rome. And then, um, and then we're going to go with the pack of, uh, PayPal training cards. Who knows what's inside of them? Sean Williams, first winner. Here we go. Uh, big spin. Is, and yes, if you guys are currently members, Elijah Weston. Congratulations to the two of you guys. Just a quick little, uh, little pump right there. Elijah Wilson. Just to get a couple people, you know, really, mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. excited about all the likes. We're stoked that we have so many people already, already jamming, jamming on the show right now. Uh, so look, let's let's go ahead. Shout out to Dave, Derek Weagle. 
in the house. Uh, seven snakes in his house. Who is that? Who just said they have seven snakes in their house? I just caught the tail um, end of that. That seems kind of uh, a little too much. A little too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little too much. There was a, actually a story about some lady in like Modesto or something that had like a rattlesnake. I don't know if they're called dens or... Uh, anyway, there was like hundreds of snakes that were breeding under this lady's house. And it was it was in the news. It was that's kind of that's kind of scary. That's kind of very scary. Uh, I hated it. uncut gems. It gave me PTSD. Plus the sound in the theater was screwed up. Uh, PTSD. Are you Michael? Are you PTSD for hurt your ears? Jeez. So it's like the air horn when I when I don't uh, when I don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the to the sound of it. Oh, did you like when we uh, the other day? when we saw Top Gun for the second time, did you like the side That was so things? strange. I felt like... I did like that it was only certain scenes. Yeah, but I felt like, was was that supposed to be in the whole screen? Like, did I did we miss something because of the... No. So we went to this screen where it was like... It it's wasn't screen IMAX. X. Screen X, right. So in some scenes during the movie, they projected the rest of what would have been like the IMAX version of it or the widest screen part of it was like projected along the side of you. So it was... Kind of I think you were supposed to like feel more in like 270 degrees like fast because it was like only like the flight scenes. No, but it was on like the aircraft carrier and like there were, but a lot of the stuff that was, it was per, on projectors. So it wasn't like you were getting high def and like there was an exit sign on the wall and yeah. there was like, yeah. you know, all sorts of strange, weird things. And I just didn't quite, uh, understand it. Yeah. 90 rattlesnakes. Screen X made you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't quite understand it, and we were sitting so far back yeah, that, that was... I didn't quite. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really into it, and I just felt like I maybe was that was that was the stuff on the side of the wall supposed to be on the regular screen? At which point that I just missed out on watching the 4K version of it, and I just got some some dusty ass projector on the on the side of the wall next to like the, the hand railings and stuff. Kind of kind of ruined the experience for me. Not gonna lie, kind of ruined the experience for me. Um, all right, I'm gonna call David Weathers. Where do we have a do we have a box? Uh, uh, funny story, actually, the, the girlfriend keeps, when I'm gone, switching the TV into Zoom picture mode. Mm. So I turned on the NBA Finals yesterday, and I'm like, something's weird about this. I can't see the net. I can't <laughs> see the score on the bottom yeah, of the yeah. screen. And I was like, did you switch the TV back? Like, I've been asking you not to do, because you can't see the whole picture. Because, like, it's because she doesn't understand she, when there's, like, the, little the black, bars, yeah. little bars. Like, why do I have a big Why do TV? I have such a big TV? Yeah, if, yeah, I, if I have to mm-hmm. deal with that. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like... He's like, no, I didn't switch it. I was like, okay, can you just look? And then the score pops up. I was like, that's why you don't zoom all the time because you don't get everything. Yeah, yeah. And when you zoom, it distorts the image. So like yes. the nice TV that yes. you bought that has 4K yeah. or 8K yeah. or 1080 yeah. or whatever is now in 720. It's like that. That's now cut in half. But listen. To each their own. Everybody who's watching, you guys get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Deal breaker. Uh, where's my little box? Okay. So while uh, oh, right while we're gonna call we're gonna call him real quick. Uh, and, and I did not hear back from Alex. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to put up another video here so that you guys can kind of, uh, get an idea. Let's look at, um, this one's a, this is, nope, not that one. Let's see. Let's go with, uh, the Cobra getting put into a bag. This one's a good one. So, uh, this is big worm. Oh my God. Ah, of the devil. Uh, Alex <laughs> just said okay. <laughs> so we're trying to get this snake out here so we can take, take a picture that I just showed you right before this. 
Uh, and it's 13 feet long, I think. How big is he? That big. <laughs> there we go. Hey, what up? Snake God. Snake God. Alright, hey, I'm gonna turn you around so everybody can see you. Alright. Alright. How's this working? You know, you're looking at the garage, but everybody's looking at you. So just just know that gotcha. know that we can, everybody can see you, right here, All right. right there. There we go. Are you are you on your phone or a computer? Yeah, I'm on my phone. All right. Um, can I turn it the other way or like we no, 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 you're good. I was just asking because oh, okay. you could see. We'll just read you if uh, anyone has a question or anything. Yeah, do you have a? Do you have a? Uh, if because I know you wanted to know about the comments and whatnot. So if you have no, no, if there's something, if there's if there's something that sounds like needs a juicy answer for it, then just relay it to me, and we'll, oh, we'll make sure we look everybody up or whatever. Juicy, juicy. Well, you guys so, look you guys look really really small now. Like you know. Don't worry about us. Just just we're okay. we're he, we're he, we're here. We can pop our head around every so often. You can look at the bottom of my chair <laughs> if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, you got the cameras up here. The garage, the messy garage is all back there. Um, but uh, but yeah, they can they can see. Everybody can see you. We're not very high tech. Yeah, we're this is actually what we're doing is we're we're we're. Uh, we're anti-establishment, really, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, is we haven't conformed to the uh, the applications that you plug in to like have a split screen, but at the same I, time, I mean, I, I just I'm just learning this FaceTime business kind of. So you guys are, you know me, you know me, Ryan. I'm like a savage out here. Like we don't really do a whole lot of modern <laughs> modern stuff. I mean, you know. So speaking of like, out like here, on floors and stuff like that. So where 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 do you live? What's uh? What, let's see, let's hear a little uh, little little. I'm thing. in uh, I'm in Punta Gorda, Florida. It's like southwest Florida, just north of Fort Myers area. And uh, I've been here for like 25 years now. I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, over on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So South Florida, though, like anything north of this is like Yankee to me. Like wait, I'm like. Way north, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Dirty South, you know. But, like, I was born in Hialeah, so when people see that, like, especially back when I used to have, like, not, like, a dirty Santa Claus-looking beard or whatever like that. When I used to have, like, a black beard, people would, like, swear that I was Cuban. Where, where are you from? Hialeah. Oh, yeah, that guy's Cuban. I'm not Cuban. I, don't, I mean, I don't have <laughs> anything against anybody, but I'm, I, don't, I don't even speak Spanish that good, so there's no way I could be Miami Cuban because they talk so fast and stuff like that. So if you know a little bit of Spanish, you're still getting lost. Like you have to know Spanish to talk to them people down there and <laughs> I'd be lost. So I used to get accused of that because I'm tan, like I'm a, I'm not, I'm brown, but I'm not real, you know what I mean? So okay. it was just kind of a weird thing. It was just kind of a weird thing going on, you know? Uh, all right. Okay. So, um, anyway, so this is David Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, this is like the first live video thing I've done in like years. I've years. been like kind of like in hiding. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff back, you know, before, like, the America's Got Talent, Wild Boys, Jackass, Discovery, and all that stuff. And then after America's Got Talent, I don't know, it's just something clicked one day, and I'm like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to so be So, here, let's, let's, so let's, like, uh, let's, let's hear, let's, let's back up a little bit. So, because you, you skated over quite a bit of, uh, of your credentials as to, uh, uh, kind of who you are. So, you, uh, have worked with, you've been on America's Got Talent, you, uh, worked with, on Jackass, you've been on Jackass, you're like the, yep. the wild animal handler, correct? Yeah, I mean, I've, I got several titles, like oh. Snake Idiot and, yeah. you know, things like that on there. But, yeah, the gnarly animal dude or kooky animal weirdo or whatever. They call me all kinds of weird and, stuff. So, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and for the most part, for, for just, uh, yeah, the, 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 the snake guy. So uh, you... Mostly, yeah, yeah. Are they, well, the Cobra Kid is what is what you're kind of being called, right? Yeah, like my for, my forte is snakes, but I mean I've had tigers and lions and bears and 
trained with elephants and like kind of like a jack of all trades. But my mastery is probably cobras and venomous snakes and stuff like that. I put more time into being the best at that rather than just being good at everything. You know what I mean? So um, I was actually telling you today, which which you weren't aware of, which I, I thought randomly because you texted me last week and I was like, oh man, he must be wanting to ask about Nick Laval, who I also just talked to you today. But um, uh, Nick Laval just got bit by a rattlesnake uh, a week and a half Where ago. Where was this at? Two, what two weeks what ago? state was this in? So he lives in Colorado, so I'm assuming he was just kind of cruising around. I think he was on a run. Okay. Oh, he was on a run? Yeah, I think he was like running through a trail. Okay, so he, I mean, you're exercising. not, yeah, you're not just like, you're not like on the street running along the track. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like. He's an outdoorsman. He's an outdoorsman. On trails, like mountain trails and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he got bit by a rattlesnake in his leg, I'm assuming? Yeah, in yeah. the shin. In the shin, in the shin. So let's, Whoa. so you've been bit by a rattlesnake. You've been bit by several snakes, which is, uh, <laughs> again. So I'm a snake, I'm a snake fight expert. Come on, what do you want? You're also a snake, but yeah, it's three different types of snakes. So Are you immune <laughs> now? Like, if you get bit by that same snake, are you good or no? Well, well so here's how that works. Like, I don't do, like, stealth envenomations like they call it uh self-immunization where you take minute doses of venom and inject it to where you build your immunity up yeah so in my case the bites the three bites that i had were first off different snakes so there's not really any way to show whether i built any type of sensitivity or immunity but it's kind of like rolling the dice if you get bit by a snake um you can either have a hypersensitivity or develop a hypersensitivity or uh hyperimmunity so I just don't know. And, like, in my mind, like, the only way to really understand that is to go get bit again, and I'm just, just not on board for that. <laughs> call me crazy, but I really could care less whether I know if I'm immune or not. I just don't want to get bit, and then I'll, I won't have to worry about it. That's kind of like oh, my own mentality with it, you know? <laughs> uh, that that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, bites are no good. Like, like, like on top of just the, the pain and everything else, like, you're asking about what, what Nick, you know, like, what, you know, I would know what Nick went through. It, it, it's it's a lot of things involved. But I, I got to tell you, the worst part about it's the bill at the end of it. Man, them, the hospital bill for a, a good snake bite, it's in the six figures for sure. Sometimes the what? high six figures, you know? I mean... Yeah, like that. Really? Yeah, well, I don't know, yeah. Jesus. So, um, isn't... Because antivenom is really expensive. Is that what it kind of is? Like, that's a... Well, kind of. I mean, it, it, you know what it is, man. Because like, that was a question. Like anything, it's like anything with medicine. Like, they upcharge everything for everything, and it's like you're spending $25 for a Band-Aid or a, a cover for a needle is 50 bucks, and, like, it's like it's pointless. But well, that's only 75 Somehow or another, it up on paper, and they're like, basically, give me, your, give me your life, basically, you know? Um, And so, okay, so what... So, let's... uh. Because Anavenom, doesn't Anavenom, I think I was asking you this because when I was with you, I was like, uh, what happens if one of us gets bit by a cobra? Because I'll show you another video here shortly, and, and uh, I know you've been also bit by a cobra. Um, <laughs> I've been bit by two cobras, actually, two cobras. <laughs> okay, how about this? So you've bit by why, a three... Why is this even funny? Like, you're supposed to be my friend, bro. You're always laughing at me. <laughs> Dude. I have been bit by two cobras. I'm flopping on the you're floor still dying, and, it's a, and Ryan's over there just cracking up. Well, it's not like you just oh, said, I just got, me, if, if you were like, oh my God, I just got bit by a cobra, I probably wouldn't be laughing, but like, you're still here. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so, hey, listen, real quick, to change the subject, I was caught at the beginning of the show, like when you were intro and stuff like that. So this is for the viewers. You guys can comment on this, because I think it's huge. This dunk tank idea for charity for the World Cup, I think it's better if Ryan Greenspan did it 
and we put alligators in the dunk tank. And if everybody's on board, comment on that shit, and we're going to get this on board. We're gonna, I'm bringing alligators to cup, and we're putting them in the dunk tank for Ryan. I, I'm not going to – I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do that. Ryan, Ryan, this, this, right, right, right. This, this, I'm, I, this, is, this is not negotiable, bro. This is, I'm, I'm throwing an idea for the public – the public rules. You know how it works, man. If they get a million comments on here, we got to do this. I got you. <laughs> you got me. You got me. You got me. So, okay, I hold got up. You. I got alligators. We're good. I mean, you know. Um, I... Yeah, I know you do because I've, I've seen them all. I've been so I, I visited his place. That's where we took all those. It was actually, and this is funny. It was after we won World Cup in 2015. That's when I went down to visit. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was, that's what I was saying is last, that was the last win um, with us that you had. Um, okay. So two questions. I'm just got a lot of questions. Even though I feel like I should have already asked these to you. So you've been bit by three different cobras or three different snakes. Uh, right. Each snake has like the venom does something different. Each one has like a different effect on you, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, what do you want me to do? Would you want me to just break them down? From well, I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted to be like, which one was the worst? Yeah. Like, because there was some sort of water moccasin in there, also. Yeah. The okay. So I'm terrified of that. Those, was probably especially. that was probably the worst and the most like life threatening. Which one I was guess that? Would be the only way to put that. What was it called? Um, it was. It's called a cantu. It's in the same family as a water moccasin or a copperhead that we have here in America. Mm. But being from down in Central America, they have different. Uh, sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Different like elements to their venom, different okay. proteins and what whatnot that cause more damage, more internal issues going on. So a local anti-venom for a water moccasin will only subside partially the symptoms that you're seeing and then the other stuff you would need a specific anti-venom for something down in central or south america and uh the problem i ran into on bite white it got so drastically worse is because for some reason the people that were consulting this bite would not listen to me which at that moment i feel like i was the expert since i'm the one that had the snake and where were you and uh I was here in Fort Myers, and I was at home when it happened. Okay. And uh, I went to I went to the Fort Myers hospital, and they uh, they gave me the wrong anti venom, like twenty two vials of it, and then just let me sit there like a dead lump for two for like a day, almost oh, like over twenty four hours, and then I'm like literally dying at that point. I'd yeah, gotten into like liver failure and just you know it, it was just a mess and. Um, yeah, it was, it was, that was a tough one. And it took them like almost 48 hours later before I got the right anti-venom. I mean, where do they even get the anti-venom for a snake that's not even a local snake? Like, do they, because they don't, do so they... here in Florida, here in Florida, we have so many regulations as far as like being able to keep venomous snakes or crocodiles or whatever other dangerous animals that have running around and stuff out here all the time. So we have like certain things. And one of the things that they had done years ago, back probably early 2000, maybe 2001, right around in that time, maybe even a little bit before that, to be honest with you, they started an anti-venom bank called Venom One, and it's the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue started this. And what they did was they took, had everybody submit what they were keeping in their collections. Like, believe it or not, I mean, it is Florida, but believe it or not, there's like a thousand people in Florida, possibly more, excuse me, that have collections of cobras, rattlesnakes, vipers, stuff just like I do. Um, One of the reasons you moved to so Florida. That's most. I mean, I, I, I was already in Florida, but a lot of people do move to Florida because they want to be able to keep stuff like this. But I mean, there's states 
Alabama, Texas, where there's no regulation at all. You can go buy one at a pet store pretty much, you know? No. So, I mean, there is. Like, back in the day, you could have walked into, like, a pet store and bought a tiger in Texas. Like, oh, okay. Just, they don't. Okay. I'll take that Cobra, please. They just, don't, they, they, they just don't regulate it like they do in a lot of states. Florida is heavy regulated because a lot of the animals that are subtropical cobras and vipers and boas and pythons and stuff, but obviously, they can get loose in our in our state and because of our subtropical environment they survive <laughs> they don't they, they don't hibernate they don't get killed from too cold of winters because we don't get cold winters down here so in south florida it's just like a thriving environment for non-native animals to be able to, to, to get you know to survive if they got loose so that's why it's so heavily regulated um and case in point like the iguanas and tegus and the burmese pythons you hear about running around in the everglades those are those are a lot of examples of what can happen if it gets out of control um, and the last thing they want is cobras and venomous stuff like that. I mean, can you imagine coming to Florida? Hey, come to Florida, a home alone. You might see a cobra crossing the road. Like, nobody wants that. <laughs> Isn't it true, you too? Know? Like, some I certain... Mean, I want that. I want that, but nobody else wants that, you know? Isn't it true some certain snakes, too, they don't need to mate to reproduce, right? Certain species? So, any species can actually do that. Reptiles are, are real predominant in it. Some lizards, there's frogs, there's uh, a lot of snakes do it. It's called... Um, that's going to brain fart me now, too. It's called, hang on, it's uh, called, let me get back to that, because if I think about it, I'll never, forget, like, we'll waste this whole episode. Remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's called, uh, I just had it. All right, sorry, let me move on. I'll, I'll, I'll just blab it in two seconds, and you'll be like, what the hell did that come from? Um, parthenogenesis, I told you. It's called parthenogenesis, and what that does is when there's no male present, Nature just kind of says, okay, like you're you're not going to survive as a species unless you reproduce or whatever. So it kind of like just reproduces on its own with no wow. male present. It like self uh, fertilizes itself and has babies. I saw a case in snakes a while back where a water moccasin female had a baby through parthenogenesis like that. And it turned out to be a male, obviously, because like it's lacking males in the environment. And uh, it ended up being an all-white male. Like, it was really, really weird. Like, a very See, odd See, that, that right there scares me because, like, we don't need any more water moccasins. Like, we don't need... Correct me if I'm wrong, and I know that maybe this you might this might be a touchy subject for you, but we don't need all these venomous snakes, like, just kind of like, ah, oh, can't well, reproduce, so venom, may as well I'll just reproduce and we'll be male and then we'll the have more job. babies. And now yeah. there's more venomous snakes in, in, the, in, the, in the water. Where there needs to be no venomous snakes in water. Yeah, that's just like a, that should be a thing. Hang on, I got declined people trying to call it on me. Um, yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing: a water moccasin, believe it or not, they don't really spend a ton of their time in the water. They they hang out around the water because they eat fish, they eat frogs, they kind of eat anything. I've seen now water moccasins eat baby alligators and things like that. Um, but generally, they're like up on the land or around the edges they're not really swimming and when they are swimming they're trying to cross it to hear all these stories right like a water moccasin attacked me while i was fishing and all i I know they don't yeah yeah so like the story behind that the real story like you know there's always like his story his story the truth somewhere in the middle so that the story behind it is guy fishing has his boat out in the middle of the canal water moccasin swimming across it's going to climb into the boat. Why? Because it doesn't really want to be in the water any longer and have to, because I just established they really didn't like water that much. Oh. They just, they're, you know, they're not, oh, they don't want to always be in the water. They will. They hunt fish, things like that, but they don't want to 
you know, they don't want to spit in the water all the time. So when they see a boat, it's like an island or something. They don't, they don't know. It's an, oh my God, you know, it's climbing the, the boat with you? It's what's that? It just climbs in the boat with you and then it's pissed off that you're yeah, in there? Yeah, it'll climb up in there and try to like dry off or rest because you never know how, how far it was swimming to begin with or whatever, right? <laughs> so then you get the fisherman that goes, oh God, a water moccasin's in my boat. And he gets to whacking it with his fishing pole, you know? And yeah. now he's pissed the thing off. I mean, what do you expect? To just lay there and be like, all right, cool, thanks for hitting me with this uh, fishing pole. I'm just going to hang out. Now, he usually ends up biting somebody. Like I tell people in my lectures, like, you, you raise your chances dramatically of getting bit by a venomous snake by going out of your way to try to kill one. So You're what do you do? You just keep fishing? Or, or like, <laughs> what that? Haven't you seen um, uh, Life with Pi? When yeah. he's on the boat with, uh, oh, with yeah. yeah, you just got to feed it a fish. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. Actually, that I was just—that was an anecdote. But I, you tell I me. I never saw it. Yeah, I never saw it. Actually, I saw like a CGI animal on there, and I was like, I can't watch it on that thing. I just lost my. So, what are you supposed to do if a water water moccasin jumps on the boat? Well, I mean, definitely don't try to whack it. Just you know, flip it off the boat. You don't have to kill it. Flip. What do you flip it off with? <laughs> Man, I'm having like this contact issue. <laughs> Probably not a good idea since I'm in my snake room. Oh, you're in the snake room. Yeah, I'm in the snake room. And now you've got now you've got one eye. Snakes all around. Hey, there's two open. Hold on, scroll back over your right shoulder here. There's two open bins behind you. Oh uh, yeah, they're around somewhere. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. They're not out. <laughs> Were there snakes in there? No, there was. A lot of them are, the ones that are open are generally empty, and uh, I don't know if I've lost my contact or what. This is not a, you know, a good good idea. To be in a venomous snake room when you can't see. Um, eh, whatever, we're good. Um, so yeah, they're if they're open, they're generally empty. I like uh-huh. I, I shift I shift them down. Like I'll clean one, put one in another one. Um, there is times where everything's full. I've had that happen, you know. But so um, time, I, like, I, I, I get ba- rid of stuff. I know we're bouncing stuff, around to a, to a lot of hypotheticals and a lot of a lot of crazy things yeah, yeah, that are going absolutely. on. And if anybody out there has questions for David Weathers, um, uh, please put, pop them in there. Uh, how many how many snakes would you say that you have right now? Just by looking, this is now this is only my venomous stuff. I have a whole other room and in my house and stuff like that of non venomous stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just the venomous stuff. If I did a quick count, let me think. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 45, 50, 55, 60, Every single one wants to come. 1, 2, 10, 15, 16, 17, I don't know, like 82 maybe, 80, <laughs> 82, and half of those are probably cobras. You got a lot of cobras. Um, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of cobras. And then you have, you have mean, cobras, uh, rattlesnakes. Uh, I think you had a fur to lance last time I was there, which is a... I do have that, a fur to lance. Me, those I are like the meaty ones. Of vipers. You have a kaboom viper? Africa. Yeah, actually, um... Don't. Just leave yeah, it. I'll, uh... Just leave it. See if we can find... Just leave him. Out, like... Oh, he's in there. Yeah. Oh, so that's that was Big Worm's cage, right? No, no, that's just his little cage. You still got a big... Here, let me see if I can, uh... So the Gaboon Pit Viper, here. I'll drop some knowledge on here because I've been to uh, West Africa and we got to see this, these things right before we, they, they took us uh, to see this, this snakes, which is like, it's indigenous to Western, Central West, Western Africa, and it has the largest or longest fangs out of any snake. Am I correct on that? David? Pay attention. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. This is uh, my King Cobra here. 
Wait, wait, you had the you had the glass open on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't see through the glass, so I had to stick my arm in there and get get a zoom. I don't know how to use zoom on this thing, so you know, you just gotta. Oh, man. Um, so the Gaboon Pit Viper is the one that has the longest fangs, correct? Yeah, yeah, longest fangs. And I, I, got, I got a big one too. It's probably four foot, something like that. Mm-hmm. They they took us when we went to go play. We went to West Africa, uh, Yosh and I, over New Year's one time to visit the Ocelot team, and they took us to see these this snake. And they're like, "Oh yeah, see how it blends in. This is like the the indigenous snake here." And then uh, then they took us out to play paintball in the in the woods. After that, <laughs> like, yeah, I was when you when you were talking about playing paintball in Africa. Only thing going through my mind was like, "Good God, do they even know what's out there? Like the shit that's out there crawling around. Do you even realize how bad off your day would be if you got bit by something?" Oh, you're like, Africa just has Africa just has deadly, deadly stuff. You know what I mean? So like, I don't play in the woods. Even the cobras, like the cobras that I've been bit by, were Asian cobras, and they were bad, like kidney failure and. You know. So, are there any long-term? Or, Kevin Yantosh is wondering if there are any long-term uh, side effects. Uh, you know. About. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. So, on the cantil bite, there was. I had tissue damage and ligament damage to my right hand here. So it bit me going through this. You can see kind of right there where it's all rotted out, like compared to this hand, like it's missing something. Oh wow! And those so, were on the hand. There's there's a vein that goes through here, and there was a hole there. Let me see, right there and then a hole right next to it in this tissue so the tissue rotted out and then this is all scar tissue in between so i can't i can't close that finger like that's just stuck like that and i can't open that thumb any further so this whole finger moved over and it's permanently stuck like that so that's the only you know permanent like physical damage that's noticeable from the snake bite but uh also in the same arm like right now like i like normally like i can curl you know, pretty good amount. Like, I'm not a small dude or anything like that. Um, but, like, right now, I can't even curl. Like, I can't even pick up a cat. Like, oh, wow. my house cat. I, I can't. It's like something. I have some type of ligament or tendon issues where everything's super brittle and they just get. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But I tell you what, it puts, they're putting me through some pain lately. And I, I think it's from that snake bite because of so much scar tissue and everything just kind of busting up that that tissue and you know your blood and everything like that so there's but no good side effects like, like superpowers yeah you don't get there's no yeah. good side effects i mean nothing nothing that i can brag about what's your um, what's your favorite snake in your collection sort of chase hmm. chase Kirby. So I, I don't know that, that's a tough one i guess because because i kind of like them all but i guess my king and then there's a couple other cobras in here that i think are kind of like pretty cool and then i like diamondback rattlesnakes like eastern diamondbacks they're one of my favorite and why is that um you know i'm from florida so i grew up around them like in the swamps and stuff like that and i've been handling snakes since a young age like since i was like 10 years old i've been handling venomous snakes they they get six feet they're just super impressive like seeing them in the wild is just one of the most awesome experiences um for a snake guy like some people probably wouldn't share that um you know that opinion with me but it was just one of those things where, because it's more like close to home, I, I, I became really good at handling them. Like I use them for my shows because my shows are very basic as far as my educational part of it. I basically teach about all of our venomous snakes that we have here in Florida, which fortunately and for us, we have like all four species in North America right here in Florida. So we're awesome. And uh, I don't know, I just got into like doing those lectures. I'm always handling, you know, rattlesnakes, copperheads, cottonmouths, coral snakes. 
And then for entertainment purposes, I always throw in a cobra or something like that because it's not native, but people always talk about cobras. It's a very famous, you know, people know the word. They know a cobra over any snake in the world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just, I just kind of always did that for, you know, first off to teach the difference between cobras, rattlesnakes, and the different species and the different venoms. Like it's just added material. But the entertainment factor, let's be honest, I mean, when you go watch alligator wrestling or a tiger trainer or in a, you want to see this dude get killed. Like people want to see you die. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like it's, but it's, I, I've like I've accepted that. Like I think it's rad. Like, you know, people are just like, ah, fucking bite him. Like, All right, cool, let's go. You know, and it, and it's like it makes you look like more of a hero when you get out of it when they're expecting that. So, and it's all showmanship too. There's a whole showmanship aspect to it. So like I'm I'm not just an animal guy. Like I'm a showman. I'm an animal person. I'm not just a reptile person. I, I, you know, I'm into all animals. So, I've, I've my mentality is a little bit more broad than most one-sided like the division of animal people like a reptile guy or a big cat guy or you know what i mean mm -hmm. i kind of have an open mind on all aspects of it and i combine a lot of that knowledge and and stuff like that whether it's doing shows or breeding or anything else that this involves even out in the wild just going out and photograph you know photographing like wild animals just it, it helps to know the behavior so you can get better images and things like that too. Sure. so you know it's just been one of those things where um having all these different animals and stuff like that involved, the Eastern Diamondback just kind of always stood out because I've learned how to do, like, really crazy stuff with it. Like, uh, I could pet one on top of the head while it's in striking position from from facing it, like face-to-face. -face, I could reach over it, to, isn't, pet isn't, top isn't, the head. Isn't that something that you did for the uh, America's Got Talent? You did, like, a, um, you like I a did, balloon I in your mouth? I did something similar to that, but what I did was that... So, a long time ago, there used to be a guy named Ross Allen. He had... Uh, place up here in Wikiwachi Springs or Silver Springs called Silver Springs and um, he's also the guy that produced the animal stuff for the original Johnny Weissmiller Tarzan and stuff like that okay and um, he was he was really famous for uh, having canned rattlesnake meat and personally like as one person in the world he probably have seen more eastern diamondback rattlesnakes than anybody else he had several books about his stories and things like that so, I mean, anybody that was in the animal, or, you know, especially venomous reptiles, they knew who Ross Allen was. And he used to do this thing where during his shows, he would take a, a balloon and either hold it in front of the rattlesnake or put it on the end of his hook mm -hmm. when he got a little older and stuff like that. And he would have the snake strike it. And I'm like, that's pretty cool, but I don't want to come out here and just be like some kind of copycat. So I was like, I'm going to put it in my mouth and let the rattlesnake pop it out of my mouth because then it's like, it's rad. If I get bit in the face, I'm dead. It just, it just ups the game, you know? And uh, it, when you get into the, the mentality of being a showman, and it's all, and especially in a competitive mentality that I grew up in, like we were all, I was, I was young, you know, I started as a teenager in this stuff. So all my friends were like 10 years older than me in their 20s, gator wrestlers, things like that. And it was always not really competitive, like a sport like paintball or anything like that. It was just like, I don't know why it hasn't. Uh... Oh wait, are we good? Yeah. Hey. Oh, we're good. It's us. We're back. Okay, we did it. Uh, all right. Well, I apologize, everybody. We're back. Uh, that was really strange. That's never actually even happened. Actually, it might have happened once. All right, let's get it. That was the longest. That was the longest. That was a. That was a. That was a very, uh, very strange occurrence. Like it just kicked us off, uh, and then. Everything else connected back onto the Wi-Fi except for the computer. Um, so hey, I apologize. Keeping you guys on your toes. Yeah, keeping everybody on their toes. We're just seeing who the real OGs are that wanted to stick through the blackout. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
thank you for key appreciate you it's, it's worth it's worth their while it's yeah, worth their while it's worth sure. it's definitely worth their while uh uh weathers is back we're um we've got some uh we've got something special still lined up for the rest of the show uh let me let me let me give you a little booster seat here right now here we lift that up mm-hmm. uh yep there we go all right let's get you up a little higher let's get like the, the glare version off of you right maybe there yeah. There we go. How's that look? That good? That's mm-hmm. good. Okay. All right. We're back. Uh, okay. Again, back. Um, thanks. All Appreciate right. everybody for sticking with us. Um, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling back, uh, David. Uh, we got some good stuff oh, going no on here. Um, so- anybody, anybody out there that, that read my Facebook post and is like a fan of mine or a friend or anything like that, that's not into paintball at all, just to let you guys know, these two guys here, Ryan and uh, – sorry – Ryan and Kyle, they're uh, professional paintball players, top of the food chain. Like, you put these against any one other guy at the top of the food chain, and it's, it's literally like these are the best of the best, uh, you know, as far as their abilities and stuff like that. So just anybody that didn't know who they were, professional paintball players, world-known, top of the food chain shit. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. I appreciate Thank that. Um, yeah, oh, no so problem, we were kind of we were kind of we jumping around all through all sorts of different stories. Um, but one, so of, I think where we left off was we were talking about the the, the, the the balloon trick. So yeah, when I when I did that, it was just one of those things where it was like kind of go hard, go do or die thing, and it was just that mentality of being a showman. Um, but you know, like over the years, we we focused more towards like the educational stuff, and then the thrill seeking stuff is for just to make extra cash or money or something because it's something that I do. It keeps me keeps the bills paid and things like that, but it's not, not what I focus on. A lot of people over the years are seeing me on TV. I got a lot of hate by being that guy because, you know, like anything on TV, whether it's news, television, movies, anything, you're, they're only putting out there what is going to be capturing the audience. You know what I'm saying? So sitting here talking, me talking about, you know, the, the wiener length of a rattlesnake or something like nobody cares. But if it's going to bite uh, me in the face, everybody's tuning in for that. What is the wiener length of a rattlesnake? I mean, it depends on the size of the rattlesnake. Okay. But they're really not that big. But now, like a king cobra, for instance, I mean, they got, they got, they got a big old wiener. It's got, you know, it's a big snake. So, actually, no. They got two of them. They got two of them. Yeah, let's, two. Let's, not even, let's, let's not shortchange these guys. They got wow. two. So, uh, double her pleasure. And uh, so it's like one of those things where it's like you have to put that in there, but they only edit that cool stuff for TV. So everybody's like, oh. This guy's just a show-off. That's all he's doing it for. He doesn't even care about his animals. But people just don't know me. They, they assume that. But, like, if you've been around my place, you see that I put more into my animals than I do myself or anything, my belongings. I can, like I can attest to that. Person. Yeah, 100%. You're, I'm not a materialistic type person. I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I'm pretty chill. Like, I'm so pretty basic. What does, I barely wear shoes. What does, know? like, a, what does, I, I mean, not the upkeep, because I, I know the upkeep of all your snakes is, is it's always obviously a variable dependent on the, on the, on the type of snake or the amount of snakes, but what is like, what would be, I don't know, what does a, what would it cost to get a King Cobra? Like, like if you have, I mean, you have a King Cobra, what is the cost of a snake, like a venomous snake? So the cost of the snake varies. There's different species of King Cobras. There's like Chinese banded King Cobras, Malaysians, which is what I have. The ones from Indonesia are a different color. They're smaller, a little more aggressive. And mm-hmm. Each one has a, like a different value to it. The ones that are more rare and uncommon, if it's easily been able to be brought in or imported into the United States, um, then they're a little bit cheaper. If they're harder to come by, then they become more expensive. It's a supply and demand thing, of course. Um, 
like a Chinese bandit king cobra, like you're looking at anywhere a minimum probably of fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars for something like that. Um, just because of the rarity of it. Something like the ones that I have, maybe fifteen hundred. And the bigger they get, the more they're worth, of course. Um, so it just it kinda all depends. And there's a retail wholesale value of all everything, just like any trade and, and whatnot. And then the upkeep on them is difficult for a king cobra because primarily they eat snakes. So in the wild, they're eating a lot because they have a high metabolism and a six foot snake is nothing. Like I feed my cobra sometimes five and six foot Burmese pythons from out in the Everglades. I just feed them to him and and he'll take the whole thing down and look for another one next week. You know what I mean? So you go into the Everglades, you find Burmese pythons and then you throw them into the well, by law now, I have, that's a good question, actually. By law, as of a couple of years ago, they make us kill the Burmese pythons. So for the longest time, I was catching Burmese pythons, feeding them to the king cobra, and if they were too big for him, I would sell them to somebody out of state of Florida for the pet trade or whatever, because the pet trade still exists whether they want them in Florida or not. There's a lot of crazy laws in Florida that are being put out there that's kind of like a violation of some of our rights i feel like on a constitutional level like i make a living catching ant like invasive species iguanas tegus burmese pythons on the off season like when i'm not doing shows or i'm not breeding anything or whatever i go out and catch these things i remove them from the wild and i send them out of state to fill the pet trade and i'm not the only guy that does it there's tons of other people that do this for a living and now they passed a law that prohibits us from doing it anything caught has to be euthanized immediately or it's a criminal act like it's a misdemeanor so basically if i caught an iguana and shipped it to you for a pet in california i'd be a criminal meanwhile you could you could just go buy one and there's millions of them running around florida so they passed this law that keeps us from getting rid of the invasive species while preaching to everybody that they need to try to get rid of invasive species so it's just a really weird it's a really weird thing it makes no sense um, it's, it's hurting a lot of people, a lot of small businesses, a lot of families. Um, I, I feel the pain myself because it takes probably realistically anywhere from ten to $15,000 a year out of my pocket not being able to do these things. And Jeez. it you know, keeps me at home too much. I like to get out in the woods and hang out and do stuff. So you know, there's a lot of things kind of psychologically messing with me not being able to do this. But, you know, so it, it, there's a lot of, lot of factors, the, you know, the licensing, the fish and game inspections, like just having animals – in yeah. general, there's just a, such a huge overhead cost because, like the pandemic, for instance, they canceled all my shows, uh, the, the, my my annual shows that I do. I do like a half a dozen annual shows that are every year clockwork for 20 years. I've been doing them, mm-hmm. and they've canceled them all because of the pandemic. You know, like I'm just like I'm going on year three now with no shows, and um, I rely on that other money to supplement my income. You know what I'm saying? And it, not being able to have it, it's been it's been pretty rough. Um, so it's just, you know, a lot of things happen. Showmen, showmen take a big hit when these pandemic things happen because they don't want to pay. Like festivals aren't happening, so nobody's having any entertainment and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know how it is. I'm sure they've doing some paintball events canceled because of it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Except but, for the COVID cup, of course, but, you know. Um, actually, that, that brings <laughs> me to one thing that, that was on, in the chat box quite a bit and, and uh, I did want to touch on is, you know, one thing that kind of nice that came out of it was people got hobbies and uh, you make hot sauce. You make like fantastic yeah, yeah. hot sauce. Uh, I right. just finished my mango habanero sauce. Like I just was like squeezing out the last drip right. of it. I'm today. actually going to make another batch of that this week. Another batch. Of uh, that this week. Yantosh yeah. is in Florida, and I know that 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 you you do have it. Um, uh, he was he was the most uh, uh, vocal about trying to get some. 
Um, but but that? Uh, Kevin Yantosh, I don't know if you know him. He's he's in he's in the that. Florida area. He's watching the show. We'll have him um, shoot you a message. Yeah, we'll have him shoot you a message. But you uh, okay. you make some damn good hot sauce. So that was accidental, honestly. So what happened? So I was getting bit by the snakes, but. Yeah, but I mean, but I didn't make a, I didn't make money off of that. I cost me money. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a lie. Because the video of me getting bit in the stomach by a cobra is put me in Ripley's Believe It or Not, and everything made me a bunch of money. Um, so I can't lie about. Yeah, that. which uh, it, but, so there. So but just real quick, because we glaze over a couple of these. Uh, these yeah, wait, what is that? These part? big, these big drops. So, of, okay, like, I'll, info. Let me let me knock out the hot sauce, and then what I'll do is I'll All go right. through my my four bites. Okay. Kind okay. of the way they okay. were, and and that'll that'll be a, it'll be a, some of that shit's jaw dropping. So. We'll, we'll stay online with that. Got I'll it. stay focused. So the hot sauce thing basically was real simple. Uh, as you know, Ryan, we, we've been out to dinner a million times together. So I love pho. Like, I'm a big fanatic when it comes to pho, right? So I, I, I wanted Thai chili peppers, and I couldn't find them anywhere. My, my Oriental market didn't have them for like a month. So I seen this guy on Facebook Marketplace. He's like, Thai chili pepper plant. I'm like, oh, right, I'll just go buy a pepper plant. And when I need them, I'll pull them off and I, whatever, and I'll have them, and I don't have to worry about running. You know, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, so I don't want to drive 30 minutes to town just to get let down all the time. So I was like, all right. So I go to this guy's house to pick it up, and he has, like, a ton, like, every type of, like, hot pepper you could think of, like, tons of them. So I'm like, all right, I'm here. I might as well get this and that and this. And so I went home with, like, 10 different kinds of pepper plants. But I didn't know shit about pepper plants, so I just, like, it was just like, okay, I'm bored. I'm doing nothing. Let me get pepper plants and start growing. And I'm, I started growing them. And, like, these things produce a lot, bro. Like, when you start start producing on a pepper plant, next thing you know, you got, like, 50, 60 peppers. And then they have it. And they keep happening. Like, the whole season, you just got peppers everywhere. And I forgot well, to we know we know all about like, peppers. We're, we're actually right, so, we're very, very in tune with eating spicy hot peppers. Well, all right, well, awesome then. Perfect. Like I said, you gotta get, try my new Kiss of Death hot sauce. Then it's my newest one. It's got ten, ten different like kinds that. of super hots in it, and it's pretty gnarly. It, it, yeah. it tastes good, but it, it's got the, the heat's like way up from the habanero. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I don't know what to do with all these hot peppers. Like I have, I'm overloaded. Like I'm throwing them away. They're going bad. It's pissing me off. So I just looked up like, how do I make hot sauce? And then I got into this whole thing where I was just like bored. So I started trying this, trying that, and I like to cook already. So Flavor profile is like always in the front of my brain when it comes to this stuff. And um, man, I just started like learning how to ferment, brine ferments, mash ferments, different things like that. Like my sauces taste different depending on how I do it. The batches are limited on certain, uh, like certain processes, like the brine ferments. I have very limited additions to, and where the other ones I can make 100 bottles per batch, things like that. So I learned like this ins and outs, the pH levels to keep it stable so you can stick it on the shelf for six months, no problem all these things and it just kind of turned into a thing man and like you said you've tried it like i haven't had anybody try it yet that says it probably was one of the most flavorful hot sauces they've ever had you know so yeah it's just fantastic it, you know so yeah that's that's kind of how the hot sauce thing came in and the danger of venomous if you look on like all my my labels i'm required to put this on my cages danger venomous reptiles and then i put the name of the snake and what kind it is smart which is smart in case i get bit and i drop the snake on the floor and then fire rescue comes in and they see something open what did he get bit by oh it must have been this because it's open yeah because if you got bit you got a call well you never know okay so now into bites where, where this becomes important so bites are like are crazy so like the first snake bite i ever had was when I got bit by a cobra. Now we're talking 
2003 is when I got bit by the cobra the first time. And I've been doing this since 19... It started in 1988. And was this the one that was on When Animals Attack? It was on everything. It was like on everything. So you guys have most likely have seen this. Have you ever been in a hotel? Hunt, Hunter and, and Hunted, Ripley's Believe It or yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, Anatomy of a Snake Bite. It was on like tons of things. Discovery Channel, Discovery uh, Health, Nat Geo, Wild, Animal Planet. Like it's been on, it's, it's been replayed literally like 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. times probably. I've seen it. So that was my first snake bite and... It was kind of weird because a cobra bite, generally, because they're primarily neurotoxic, I expected to like have breathing issues and going unconscious, have to be intubated perhaps, uh, and all these things. So when I got bit, we were filming it because we were just filming me actually moving my snakes and boxing them up to bring them to a serpentarium that I was opening. So we were just filming the process. You know, I was into like filming everything. I was just got done doing some. Uh, As you should. We were, we, were, we were getting ready to start doing stuff for Wild Boys. I had talked to, like, Steve-O and Jeff Tremaine and things like that. And we had uh, – it just had my mentality and, like, go film everything kind of mode. So we were just filming casually. And I had boxed up that night probably, I don't know, like 35 or 40 snakes and, like, 10 cobras, rattlesnakes, tons of stuff. And this was the last snake of, like, I was boxing up. And I had done this a million times. I saw that it had, like, an eye cap thing, like, it's, which is a piece of shed skin that doesn't come off. And it kind of, you know, impairs their vision until you physically pull it off. Mm-hmm. So my dad, uh, he was actually in the, in the room with me. And I had said something, oh, man, this thing has an eye cap. So he had asked me a question about it because he'd never dealt with it like my dad was into the animals and stuff like that but he learned a lot from me like i didn't learn it from him he 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 worked like lived his dreams by learning all this these things that i learned through my career right so i remember grabbing the snake and showing him like and just do taking care of the situation right away but showing him how to do it or whatever and when i went to throw the snake back in it landed like really backwards and awkward so it caused it to catapult forward and grab me in the stomach and I remember pulling it off and it like, it wouldn't let go. And I thought it was just caught onto my shirt. And then it like, I could feel it sink its teeth down like hard into my stomach. And I was like, oh shit. And I remember saying that like on camera, like, oh shit, it bit me. And I was like, I'm bit, we got to go to the hospital. And I squeezed it. And so you could see like clear venom or yellowish venom coming out. And oh. I put the snake back in the, I think my dad actually might've put the snake away. I don't know. We put the snake away. I jumped in my buddy's truck. We're driving to the hospital and I'm filming it. And I'm narrating it as to what I expected to feel because I had called one of my mentors that taught me how to handle cobras. He's been bit uh, 50 times and something like that, a bunch of, of cobras. So he knows, yeah, he, he knows. Like if I, he knows every little detail of every species that he's been bit by. So I was like, all right, what do I expect? And he's like, well, in so many minutes, you're going to probably feel this or this or that. Didn't feel any of it. And I'm like, what's going on here? But now this purple spot is like growing on my stomach where it had bit me. And uh, it was hurting, like it felt like some acid feeling and maybe some somebody sticking a knife like right in that one spot on my stomach. But that's really it. Like I wasn't feeling like lightheaded. I, was, I had no problems breathing. I had no, you know, everything was good. So I get to the hospital, check in. They call the venom people. It's gonna take them time to get over here. There was something going on and they end up using like a forestry plane to fly over the anti-venom because of the helicopter was out of commission or being used for a trauma or something. 
how much time how much time do you normally have like how much time so if you you can get to so here's what i tell people like getting the anti-venom as fast as possible is key but getting to the hospital fast enough before the venom can react to do things that would could be fatal is even more important or even an ambulance or something like that so technically they should be able to save you symptomatically like if if you have um like if you're in going into like a uh you're losing your breath what do they call that uh I don't know. I get it. Respiratory, res- respiratory failure. Sorry. Okay, okay, when you go into okay. respiratory failure, they intubate you so they can keep breathing for you until mm-hmm, whatever, right? So symptomatically, a hospital or a doctor should be able to keep you alive if you're going through kidney failure, liver failure, or whatever. If whatever's shutting down, they can synthetically keep you alive nowadays, right? So that buys you enough time to get the anti-venom to start counteracting the actual effects of the venom and to start improving in, in your condition. So getting to the hospital to me was like priority and then as i was on my way there i had already made the phone calls to venom one even though they can't put the anti-venom in a cooler and start heading to, to fort myers until they get an actual a, a physical call from the doctor themselves like it has to be the call has to be made from a physician not by right. a patient right right so but i already had the ball rolling like they had it in the cooler ready to go they just waiting for the call from the doctor and it's ready to go. But then they had to hang up with the transport. I don't know. I think it was it was in January. I don't know what was going on then. But either way, what happened? They it, it was like three or four hours later. I got the anti-venom. I was in the hospital for like three, four, five hours before I got it. So by the time they brought the anti-venom there, I felt good. Like I didn't feel like I was dying. I didn't feel like I was gonna. I just felt like oh, all right. Like it, it wasn't that bad. Maybe or this is the worst of it. I, I'm I'm good. And like I wasn't getting worse. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want an anti-venom. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't, it's, you know, because technically you don't want to take it unless you have to, because there's other things that come along with it. Like some of those anti-venoms are made from horse serum. Um, generally people have an allergy to that. So things can just get worse before they get better. So it's like, if you don't need it, don't take it. It's one of those things among snake people, right? So <laughs> it's I, I really get, expensive. Hit me with the anti-venom. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Does my insurance cover this? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Think, I think I'm, I'm a little sleepy. I, I think I just need to take a nap. Yeah, I'm just a little. Yeah, a little sleepy. Just hit me some of that saline so, right there. So what happened was I had said, man, I don't really want this. And my the guy that had brought the antivenom from Venom One, um, he was the captain at the time, and he's like, David, you need to you need to let these people. You need to okay us to give you this antivenom. And I'm like, man, I feel good. He says, man, according to your according to your charts, man, he's like, you're you're going into preliminary renal failure, like your kidneys are shutting down. Oh wow! And I'm like, I'm like, no, they're not. Like, shut up. Like, and he's like, all right, I'll tell you what. He said, how about this? And he gives me like a piss bottle, and he goes, they've given you a liter of fluids in the last hour. He's like, do me a favor and go take a piss, and so we can check your piss. I'm like, all right. Grabbed it, went to the bathroom. I couldn't piss. So you're fully mobile, though. Fully mobile, yeah, because it's not really shutting me down. And I don't—I I didn't find out why till later. I'll explain that in a second. So I didn't have any of these normal Cobra symptoms, and that's why I thought that, that I was okay. But what was happening was it was shutting my kidney down on the inside, and uh, I was, like, going into that. So they gave me the anti-venom, and then within, like, a couple hours after getting the anti-venom, I was able to, like, start to go to the bathroom again, and I was urinating, you know, normal again. 
things like that. They had to like catheterize me, which by the way, people out there, dudes, like especially yeah, dudes, especially, I don't know about how chicks go through it, but bro, that's the worst thing in the world, man. You don't want to, uh, that's, uh, uh, and then they lie to you and they say it doesn't hurt that bad. Uh, no, listen, things ain't meant to. We got it. I'm glad that you had a little cutout right there, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so okay now um it, this has been asked a couple of times um do you keep anti-venom on hand yeah or you it's do fair. so they gave me the anti-venom i end up coming out and then afterwards i was still have like this weird pain and some swelling in my stomach um so what had happened is i'd had a secondary infection start from the, the, the bite itself like a week later so like oh. 10, 12 days later, my stomach had gotten this giant abscess on the inside, but you can't really see it. All you see is this little tiny bump, and you're like, oh, okay. So I'm in the shower one day, and it's just hurting to the point where I'm like, I'm doubling over a little bit. I'm like, man, what is going on here, you know? So I'm in the shower, and I start like squeezing on my stomach, and I'm like, Ugh! And it blows out like this big giant abscess zit thing with colors of the rainbow coming Dude, out. Dude, Alex Frazier would if red. you fi- if you film that you could sell you could sell that video to Alex Frazier and Brandon Short. They love those videos. To what? So if you fil- if you too. have a video of that, Alex Frazier and Brandon Short will buy that from you. <laughs> I don't think I do, but I do have some gnarly video of me like cutting all the the stuff out of it and stuff like that. Um, but anyhow, so. It blows out, and there's a flappy, nasty, dead, gooey skin hanging off, so I'm, like, grabbing gauze and stuff, trying to peel it away. And I can't really see because, like, you know, I'm not super flexible, but I can, like, see down. I see this hole. It's, like, this big, right? And I'm like, man, that's kind of – I wonder how deep that is. So I get this mirror, and I'm, like, looking around with a mirror. And, bro, this thing, you can see, like, the, the body wall that holds your intestines in. So uh-huh. like the venom, the basically the venom when it when it was going through your body, that area that the bit just kind of just killed the all well, it flesh. localized and then got infected, yeah. it caused a bacterial infection. So when it abscessed, it, it exploded. So like it's like a zit. When a zit pops, got it, got from it. the zit, the you inside like hollowed out, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I had like a hole the size of like a grapefruit inside my stomach. I'm walking around like this for weeks. Oh, uh. it, it's the craziest thing. Like I was like pouring saline down in it and then like standing forward and letting it all drain out and like it was, it was the craziest thing in the world and, I'm, and i won't and i refuse to go back to the hospital like i'm already traumatized at this point so i'm just doing the stuff at home like the most unsterile environment probably possible just whatever hey, let me cut this so real quick two quick two quick questions in this do you carry anti-venom with you ever like is there any at no, your residence so no the reason why i don't is because of two things it has a shelf life so why why have something that if it's expired I have to bring it to the hospital they may or may not want to give it to me so that's okay. first off it it doesn't really expire because it's freeze dried and you have to reconstitute it for it to be soluble but it's one of those things where you know FDA stuff it's just really weird I guess I don't know how how that works or DEA stuff maybe I don't know I don't know who regulates the anti venom thing but it's one of those things where it's expensive and if I'm not going to I've only been bit four times in thirty five years so it's like the gambles like the odds are in my favor right sure totally Uh, yeah exactly knock on wood right so the other thing is i feel like if i had anti-venom on hand i'd be getting bit a lot like it sounds dumb but i feel like it's yeah the more you the the closer you get to the teeth the more often it's going to bite you 
I get that. Well, it's not just that. It's not just that, but it's like this. If I know it's sitting right here on the shelf, and I get bit, and I can immediately treat myself, and then I'm oh, in and out of the hospital by the next day, I'm just going to be a careless douchebag, and I don't really want to. It's do like wearing that. a helmet when you're snowboarding. Totally. I mean, that's probably a good idea if you're flying down a mountain at 100 miles an hour. You want to hit a tree or something like that. A helmet might help you out, but. I don't know, but I'm not like a helmet guy. Yeah, I'm not really a helmet guy either myself. So I, I, I can tell. I feel like I guess that it's if you know you're safe, you you see tend to get careless. Maybe if sure. that makes sense, you know what I mean. So my mentality, I, I guess, it just keeps me more focused, knowing that my only hope is sitting three hours away, and hopefully they have a plane to bring it to me. You know what I mean? So in those cases, like now when it happens, I probably start feeling the opposite. Like, oh man, I wish I had that right here. Right, right, right. Um, but in all reality, like my mentality has always been like that. Like, let's not have it easy accessible and I'll always be extra careful. And I feel like that's probably why my track record is super, super good considering how many snakes I handle, the risks that I take, blah, 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 and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a weird mentality, but it seems to work. So I kind of stick with it. Someone was asking, uh, is Cobra Venom necrotic or neurotoxic or both? Well, so that's what I was going through. So at the end of this whole cobra bite, I'm like, why did I not feel respiratory arrest, blah, blah, all these things, you know, vision blurriness, trouble speaking and all these things. And I'm like, why did I not feel any of this? And a friend of mine that does uh, not, not anti-venom production, but he extracts venom from cobras for anti-venom production and things like that. And he was explaining to me that certain localities, like a monocle cobra has localities from Hong Kong all through Southeast Asia, Thailand, Malaysia, like all over the place. That's their range, right? But like the ones from Thailand will give you mostly all the symptoms that I had said. And then the ones from Malaysia, which is where mine came from, uh-huh. coincidentally, causes more necrotic tissue and kidney failure, mm. which is exactly what happened to me. So not knowing the details of the venoms and stuff like that, like I expected something from a totally different end of the spectrum than what I got and which gave me a false sense of feeling like I wasn't in any danger and not knowing the blood charts or anything like that the way I do now. Like if I looked at them now, I would have been able to see that I had problems. But back then I just didn't know a whole lot about it. So I'm just like, I feel good. Send me home. I'm die hard. Nobody can do what I want. You know, just kind of like that kind of mentality. And, and it would have failed. Like it was, it was a bad situation. And then the aftermath left this hole in me and they were like, you're not, the doctor's like, you're probably going to walk around for like a year with a hole in your stomach. And I'm like, yo, this, well, I, well, I got too much going on. We can't have the holes in my stomach. <laughs> got too much going on here. So my buddy, he was like, uh, he was like a, a lead person on, you, you guys heard of PRP therapy, I'm sure, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So my friend is the one that created the vial that separates the three parts of blood so they can spin it down and make PRP. Mm. Okay. So he's like the foremost expert of, PRP, like the original OG of it. So he's like, man, and I've helped him work on some of the animals, like horse hooves and some tigers. We did some tiger stuff on him. Like a tiger got in a fight one time with another one at a sanctuary, and we helped, you know, fix it up with PRP. So we had all these things going for us, and um, he was like, hey, man, why don't we do PRP on your stomach? He's like, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it out. So we put it in there, totally sterile environment, my snake room over at work. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, he ended up putting it in there and like 10 days later, bro, I had a scar and a scab and that's it. It was totally healed in like 10 oh, days. Oh, crazy. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. It was like, a, that was a big part of the story for discovery and stuff. It was like this miracle cure that worked for that. And I was a big part of his 
PRP symposiums from it and everything like it was a huge success story. And, um, so that was bite number one. So bite number two comes around a year later, maybe it was a Eastern diamondback rattlesnake. I was just handling it, cleaning cages. I noticed it had a, a lump or something on its tail. So I like touched it to see if it was just dry skin or something. And whatever it was, I still don't know what was wrong with it, but it was very, very sensitive. And it was a very, very bad thing for me to touch because it was like a hair trigger. And as soon as I hit it, the snake came back around and I saw it coming. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty quick for the most part. But when I saw it coming, it kind of came at a weird angle that I've just never seen a snake come at. So I thought I was good. And it ended up catching me with like one fang barely in the side of the hand. And I was like, oh man. And coincidentally, I was on the phone um, on my Bluetooth. I was on the phone with uh, a headset, not Bluetooth back then. Air Force I'm on the Venom phone with the, with, with, the, with the Venom One guys, right? <laughs> of so course. I, I just happened As to you be should on the be. phone with them. He's, what's that? As you should be whenever you're like, I just I like mean, that you're doing was, two things. Coincidentally, so he's like, I was like, man, I just got I was on the phone, I was back. watching Jerry Springer, and I had this, I was touching the snake, and I was cooking some eggs, yeah. you know, I had like, I had a couple things so, going on. So it was like one of those things where he was like, well, man, he goes, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel fine. I was like, I, you know, so I, I wait like 10, 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I don't know, man, something feels weird. And he's like, what do you mean weird? I'm like, I don't know, man. And so I'm starting to feel tingly, like, Maybe I feel, I like, I feel venom traveling through my arm a little bit, you know? And he's like, is it swelling or hurting? I'm like, no, I just, it just feels weird, man. Something just feels weird. And I feel some taste in my mouth. And he's like, bro, hang up the phone and call 911 right now. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so, and I still, I'm, I'm stubborn. So I'm like, it can't be that bad. Because, like, as, again, I feel like everything I've heard about rattlesnake bites is they're extremely painful and they're this and they're that. And I feel none of these things. And I'm like, eh, dry bite, whatever. Let me go back to clean cages and i did i went back and cleaned cages for a little bit and i started feeling weird again so then i was like you know let me call 911 so i called 911 i'm like listen i just got bit by a rattlesnake and uh you know i'm starting to uh feel some type of symptoms and i think i need to go to the hospital so they're like not far from me i have a fire station a mile away so i was thinking okay cool they'll get here pretty fast so I go out to outside because I don't want them like banging on my door and trying to deal with that all that nonsense in my house. So I go outside and I sit on like the hood of my car or the trunk of my car rather. And I get my video camera and I start filming. Yeah, I just got bit by a rattlesnake and blah, 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 blah. I'm narrating this whole thing. And then all of a sudden I like, like it's the weirdest thing in the world, but like I, I went paralyzed from the waist down. Like it just, everything wouldn't work. I couldn't move my legs anymore. I'm standing like I can function. I can flick people off and yell and scream and punch people, but I can't walk. I can't move. I can't do nothing. So the, punch the ambulance pulls up and you've been to my house, Kyle, or sorry, Ryan. So you know where like my driveway is like a hundred yards from the, the house, right? Off the road. Mm -hmm. These guys park the ambulance in the road and start walking this stretcher up my bumpy dirt driveway. And I'm going, why don't you just drive? I'm yelling, just drive up my driveway. I'm over here dying. Like, I can't move my lap. I'm like screaming, pissed off. I'm throwing a fit. So they come over there with a stretcher and they're like, all right, let's get them off the trunk of the car. Cause I'm like stuck on the trunk of my car now. I'm just laying there, like dying, like paralyzed. And uh, <laughs> so then they take me off, lay me on the ground. They're trying to like ask me all these questions that make no sense. And they're like, can you move? I told you I'm paralyzed. I can't move my legs. Like, w w did you have problems moving your legs before you got sick? No, I'm a perfectly healthy person. Like, I'm, I'm a know? perfectly healthy, sane individual. Yeah, until I decided to get bit by a rattlesnake. So 
they finally like picked me up to put me on the stretcher, but like they don't like pick me up like with any humane uh, empath- empathetic sense. It's more four guys, each of them grab an arm and a leg and just throw me up on a stretcher like we're watching a Looney Tunes show or something. Swear to God, I have it on film. And uh, then they start rolling me out to the road because they still haven't brought the ambulance up to me yet. So it's another hundred yards back to the ambulance. So meanwhile, we're wasting like 15 minutes here. I'm, 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 I'm paralyzed. I'm freaking out because I can't kick anybody or anything like that. So then they're like, all right, I'm thinking, all right, we're finally in the ambulance. I got oxygen now. I'm just going to relax. Let me close my eyes and start meditating and get this pain out. Because now I'm starting to feel a little bit of, like, uncomfortableness. Not, not as much pain, but something's starting to happen. I don't really know what it is yet. And, uh, and I'm still wondering, like, why am I going through this when I don't feel anything? Like, it's not hurting yet, and it's supposed to feel like this giant 50-pound beast thing and all this stuff. So they get me in the ambulance. They drive down to the end of the road to that main, like, highway that turns onto my road, you know? Okay. And they just stop the ambulance in the middle of the road and block traffic off with road flares because it's right after dark. It's, like, 8 o'clock at night. And they just wait. I'm like, what are we waiting for? Can you please get me to the hospital so I don't die? Like, I don't want to lose my arm. Because, like, you know, all these things could happen. And uh, they're like, oh, we're waiting for the helicopter. Oh, like, nice. I, and I'm like, Silver wait lining. I drove to I drove there myself the last time in 15 minutes. Why are we waiting for a helicopter? Like, it'll be here any minute. So it took like another 10, 15 minutes for the helicopter to show up there. And I'm like, this guy, this is ridiculous, you know. So then... They load me in the helicopter, and then I got this prick in there going, what's your name? How old are you? I think I was 28 at the time, and this was a couple years after my first fight. So I'm like, I'm 28. His name's David Weathers. And he's like, all right, what's your name? I just told you my name. All right, I'm just trying to make sure that you're, you're, you're giving us, you know, conscious answers instead of just, you know, I'll be making sure you're, you're there. You're all there. I'm like, dude, I'm all here, and it really, really hurts right now. Like, let me just, let me, like, zone out. Let me just leave, please leave me alone. Let, just tell me when we get to the hospital. All right, well, how, how old are you? What's your name? And I'm like, really, dude? And the guy just kept asking me the same question. How old are you and what's your name? And I'd tell him. And finally, like, I, like the fifth or sixth time, I said, listen, you should know my name by now. And if I got to say it one more time, you better know how to fly because I'm going to throw you out of this helicopter. And then that was it. They strapped me down like I'm a criminal, like with these nylon bands to my legs and my arms to the, well, like, the you, stretcher. You, we were in a helicopter and, and you just... Yeah, I was going to throw this guy out. Like, yeah, he was yeah. done. I was over this guy. So, it was working like this whole thing, and then they get me in there, and then they gave me, like, not enough anti-venom. Like, I had the worst That's what medical Nick said history. Too. Huh. So, it was like a four-foot diamond back, one fang, but it got me in a vein, which is very fast delivering through the body, and which, which is why there was no pain, no swelling, and it was just all these internal things happening. I found this out again later, like, the more you know, right? And, um... So they gave me the, like, not enough, and the way the new anti-venom for rattlesnakes is, it's not made from horse serum, which lasts in the body for 12 or 24 hours or something. I don't know the exact, but it's a long, long-term affecting antidote where the new ones are refined from, like, sheep serum, which it basically runs through your body within, like, two hours. So every you just got to keep pumping yourself full of it until you start to physically see the symptoms subsiding, and then you maintain, you know, doses every hour every two hours or something like that whatever the protocol says but for some reason they decided to give me like three vials and let me sit for 24 hours so the symptoms went down a little bit and then all of a sudden they got worse and my arms swelled up three times its size now i'm in like this crazy pain where my my muscles were like creeping 
like under my skin like I was like bubbling all over my face and my neck was like jumping around and like it was just it's called ptosis and it's the weirdest feeling in the world because you can't control it and your skin's just crawling like there's an alien under it or something and uh and then I started going through these convulsions where like my every muscle in my body would tighten up all at once and hold for like 20 30 seconds and then it would release for like five or six seconds and it would do it again and it did that for it's a like great it's a hours. great workout oh my god listen within the first 30 minutes i was so fatigued i could barely even like talk or breathe like i was dying like it was Maybe hurting that so bad me. from that much and it did it for two hours uncontrollably there was nothing i could do about it um i was on like what do they call that stuff dilated and stuff like that and i was still just going through it like i was a crackhead or something didn't care it was, was wild, dude. It was like the most, at this point in my career, this is like the wildest experience that I've been through. Like I've, I've been bit by alligators and tigers and bears and things like that. Like I've been attacked by some cool, crazy Yeah, that, sound, but, that sounds pretty lousy. But it was just, it was a super, super weird. I'm like, it can't get any worse than this, you know? So anyway, all in all, I'm in the hospital for like three days or four days on oh, that shit. one. I get out. Uh, I, I recover pretty quickly. It wasn't, no, no long-term effects, no, no permanent damage, everything knock on wood, it was just a super good recovery considering the traumatic experience I had going through it. But now I got that chalked up where I'm like, okay, I know what it feels like. And then like you get PTSD about it too, because I got to feed a hundred snakes every week when I'm in here. So when I throw a rat to a rattlesnake then I watch it nail it and it just rolls over and it's dragging its legs around because it's paralyzed from the waist down, I start to feel for it now. Cause I'm like, I know exactly what you feel like, buddy. Like it's, <laughs> It doesn't get better. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of like grew a conscience to me because of that. Because I, I do know exactly what they feel like. When a little empathy to the to, to the mice that you feed every every week. Um, do you want? Bit, yeah. So, hey, you're in the uh, you're in the in the in your snake room, the venomous snake room, um, and so Yantosh is is especially excited about uh, seeing a snake in there, and he's actually local too, but. What, uh, what do you, what, without, without like being the spick and span show that, that takes you down, um, uh, what do you got, what do you got for us? <laughs> um, let me see if I can, I can do that. How many see. times can a snake bite? Can it bite multiple people? Kind of like if it, if it, like in a, in a row? It can, but they, it's like, venom is like saliva where. Right. It can't really, it can't like keep replenishing it. So after a minute. It, uh, like if they bite and put a lot in there, the second person's not going to get as strong of a dose. But it depends on the snake. Like each each species has a different strength of venom. So now you're looking at something that um, it might not take that much. You know, hold on. So I'm trying to do something here without getting bit because that's a bad bad for business. Okay, so here's a cobra here. Okay, we need to hold on a second. Let me see if I can. Distract him with oh, the phone. Jesus! I gotta try to distract him with the phone so I can reach in here and grab this you don't old need to, skin out of you, here. Yeah, old skin. You can do that when there's you no phone in your hand. You don't have to do anything you've never done before. Just cause oh, I'm good. I got it. I'm kay. fast. I'm still fast. <laughs> so that's a black Pakistan cobra, and that's probably one of the deadlier ones that I have. Uh, mm -hmm. Not really deadlier as far as venom is, but the thing is, they don't have an anti-venom for it. So if you get bit by that, it's, it could be a rough day at the office. Um, Jesus. let me see what other cobras do I have? I do have one. Let me see if I can get them out without them being crazy. I'll show you the last one that bit me. Well, back in the, the, the next bite, the can till. I'll show you what one of those looks like. 
I do have a cam still in here, so I'll show you what that looks like. So this is the one right, that you don't really have a venom for. No, this is the one that, that almost this is the one that put me through like the worst of everything. This is my worst bite. And it was actually this one's mother that bit me. That's him right there. Ooh. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's, Dude. He's, he's All right. Mad. Hey, close that thing. Close it. Close it. Close it. So, so, oh my god. So those aren't very cool though. They don't <laughs> Uh, so right, those so, ones don't, they don't like stick. Um, so, so that thing grabbed me and it got even worse than the, the rattlesnakes. And now, now we're, now we're into real snake bites when it comes to that thing. So it grabs me in the hand and in less than five minutes, I fell on the ground. My legs stopped working. I literally had to crawl to the truck and pull myself into the truck. My buddy's truck, he backed it up and like right to where I was. And I get in there and then about halfway to the hospital, I just start throwing up uncontrollably. Like it was knocking me to another world Jesus. and then uh within they gave me the wrong antivenom i explained that earlier mm -hmm. the next day like so i don't even drink or nothing like that i'm not a drinker you know that i don't party like that so my i have a healthy liver but in 24 hours of having the wrong antivenom i my liver was in cirrhosis state of destruction that Jeez, fast 24, wow. 24 hours so i went through that my it was one point where my my lower region down there swelled up like the size of grapefruits and turned purple like Barney. So that was like a traumatic episode. Like you'll never get over that in your life. Uh, it was just it was the whole thing. And it was a five, six day episode in the hospital where I felt like I was going to die. I even called my parents at one point and said goodbye to them and um, told them I didn't think I was going to come home because the doctor refused to call. Why do you still have that snake? People. Why do you have that snake? Why did you just open it? The, the thing came at you. Just That's the one like... We just don't need to have it here anymore. Yeah. I mean, I have. Why, why would I have any of them? Good point. Yeah, it's kind of. Like, I get that. I get you know, that point but also. But it's what I. Do. It's what I do. It's what like, I why do. Why do you have? What, like, what's all? What's, what's that trophy stuff all behind you? You're you're a paintball player. That's what you do. Right? Okay. So, hold on one second. Let me awesome. let me let me grab this. Awesome, Manos. I'll show you the. I'll show you the last one that bit me. Hey, do you do you know? Do, this. do you know Tyler? No. Do you know Tyler Nolan? Oh, cool. Yeah, someone in here knows him. As a matter of fact, one of my snake boxes that I use for my shows, the one that was on America's Got Talent, the red and blue, the red and black and white one or whatever, mm -hmm. he actually painted that whole, whoa, hold on, dude, I got, got a situation going on down here. Oh, that's not even the right one. <laughs> I'm, over here, I'm over here, like, unnecessarily handling cobras. How, have you ever had any of these guys escape to where you never found them? Oh, my God. No, 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 never. Oh. Hold on a second. So this is the last one that bit me. Um, and this one here, it was a different experience than the first one. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can. Oh, whoa, whoa. Got to be super concentrated when it comes to this. Yeah, yeah say, I mean, you don't have to do this. <laughs> Lawrence. Oh, damn, that's sick. Look at that. All right, so this thing here, him and his brother, I got him in on an order. And, uh, him and his I was brother. keeping one and I was selling one. Yeah, I had a whole whole clutch of them, a whole, uh, like four or five of them <coughs> from a zoo. So I was going to keep two, one of the two males. So I put them in a bucket together just so I could see them side by side and see which one was going to be the one I Oh, no. 
Okay, well, we still have Wi-Fi connection anyway. Uh, we might have just lost David. Ho- hopefully, it's just an internet connection. He didn't just get bit. There, there we go. There we go. Huh? There we go. Coming back. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's super gnarly. Uh, Kevin Yantosh, I do want you to go visit him. You that you back? Yeah, yeah I'm back. I'm All right, here. we lost you for a second. Um. Hey, what what if like uh? Because yes, and the question was, do you pay, play paintball? And yes, you you do. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little while, but I do. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. That's how. That's kind of one of the ways we we met. Um. Uh. <laughs> What? I learned from the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to think of uh, what if people want to like. I mean, do, do you do you, do you like give tours or private tours, or do you let people come so like right if, now if you got we boys? Don't, but we're we're aiming towards that. Like I'm developed. I have I, since you've been here. There's a lot lots been done. Um, I built an island out back, and we're kind of fixing it all up and putting having it to where there's going to be like an interactive animal experience out here, and it'll be like a VIP. Uh huh. Uh-huh private tour type thing so okay. we're, we are aiming towards that it'll be it was supposed to be done before the pandemic but because of that it had to put money towards different directions and we just never really got it everything's totally finished but totally. the ball's been rolling forward over the last couple months pretty heavy and um with any luck in the next two months or so we should have the island and everything operational and then slowly start getting into to some of that so yes very soon in the future we will have that available or Anybody that, you know, we could even do some giveaways or something on you guys. Sweet. As long as they're not snakes. Yeah, I don't know if we can send people there legally, just in case someone gets eaten, bitten, uh, I don't know, all of the above. Or come out here with you during cup or whatever. Uh, we, you know, we, 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 can set, we can set some stuff. We still got to get... No, no. Hey, talk... So someone's someone asked this one a couple times, because I don't think you have a black mamba, but have you ever ran into one? Have you ever held, held, uh, like handled one? Yeah, yeah, I, I used to have a lot of them, and over the years that I've had them, they just, they're, I mean, they're kind of cool, but they're not really a very interesting snake to me. It's like a big, giant black racer that'll kill you or something, and um, just because of, like, people really don't even know what they're looking at. You say, this is a black mom, they're like, oh, that's cool, but they don't, it's not an impressive-looking animal for the most part, unless you're into snakes. Um, so I just, and the, I don't know, I, it's like... I'm just not really set up for it. Like I'd, re- I'd like to give them a big walk-in a boreal cage because they like to climb trees and stuff like that. So just I don't know. I'm just not. It's not. I'm not interested in them enough to give them what I feel like they need to keep them. So I just don't keep them anymore. Okay. But they're gnarly. They are gnarly as far as handling them. Um, I mean, they get big. They get nine, ten feet. Yeah. And, they're, they're, and so a mamba, the way they have the same, they're, they're related to cobras as far as the same family, like a lapids consists of cobras, crates, mambas, and coral snakes. That's the family of an elapid, which has a primarily neurotoxic venom and all that. But the thing about a mamba, there's green mambas, there's black mambas, and there's one called a Jameson's mamba. So there's four different species of mambas. Someone that, actually asked if you, if you had a Jameson mamba. No, actually, I, I, I used to have those. I used to have all four species at one time, uh, but I don't right now. I'm probably going to get a green mamba soon, um, one from South Africa, just because I like the coloration, the way they look from that area. And it would just be cool to have one for when, same like right now. Do you have a mamba? I could be like, yeah, actually, I do. Come check out the mamba. Um, but for those reasons, that's the only reason I would really have one. They're not. They're very, very flighty, and they have, their fangs are really, really far up in their nose where they kind of just have to – 
cruise over you and then you're bit like it's that fast like they don't have to grab you or chew you like they barely touch you and you're envenomated like that's how gnarly they are Jeez. so there's just a, there's a lot of reasons it's just personal preference i'm just not really into them if ryan and, was and, like, to get a pet snake like, when i was into if ryan was to get a pet snake what kind of snake should he get non-venomous for like for just like a pet, like ball pythons seem to be a thing, especially yeah, now. There's so many different color morphs of ball pythons. Um, they, it's, they, they consider it like living art. Like they take different genetics and turn them in where they're white and purple and green, like different, not green with ball pythons, but white, purple, and yellow, and albino this and that. Like there's piebald this, there's, there's crazy stuff. Like there's endless, like thousands and thousands of different oh yeah i know i know what you mean yeah and they're kind of smaller i've seen these these types of snakes that those are definitely the collectors you know my daughter in the living room right my three-year-old daughter loves snakes she especially likes cobras i take her to the zoo all the time and all she wants to do is go into the snake area and she loves cobras she everywhere we go she's like are there snakes in there can we go in there can we go look can we go see snakes are there snakes in there that's awesome yeah well i guess um, well, it's awesome for me to hear cool. that. For you, you're like, why do you have to like snakes? I hate these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, it's not that I hate them. I, I, I don't mind them. If I see a snake, I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go look at that. Right, the right. Problem is, so I'm not trying to go out and play a lot, with it or anything. Yeah, a lot of times, I don't know the snake is over there, and all the snake wants to do is is <laughs> kill me when I get too close. I know he does not. He doesn't see me and goes, oh, I'm gonna go kill that guy. <laughs> But like, yeah, he doesn't look at me from afar and go, I hope he comes over here because I want to kill him. He goes, if that guy comes over here, I'm going to kill him. And I'm walking around and and I don't know that he's there. So yeah, maybe that's right. Kevin, I respect them. I don't hate them. However, I am terrified of them at the same time. So, right, right. Yeah. Let me, let me show this one real quick because this is part of the show, uh, your show at least. And and this is pretty cool. Uh, or stupid. I don't know how you want to talk to, to say it, but here's you. So I took this video. I took this video of you. Um, so there's two videos we're gonna show. We're, we're gonna replay that one. This is a video of you with. A, I think how big was Big Worm? He was like 12 and a half, 13 foot. Yeah, 13 foot uh, king cobra, uh, and, and you're kissing it on the top of the head. Okay. Then here's another one, real quick. Because we had to take pictures with the trophy, and you had to have cobras in and around the tro- uh, trophy. So this one's great. So you've got uh, two, two, two cobras, um, uh, and and you're trying to get them to fan up, and you're they're they're like pretty pissed, and they're kind of biting each other, and that thing's really close to your knee, yet you're still worried about where the jer- jersey is, so you can get good product placement. Anyway, we ended up putting the cobra inside of the trophy. So there he is. He's fanned up, and you're just kind of worried about him, but not totally. Did you wear that jersey again? Because it bit it. I think it had some. We had a, we had a lot going on there. A lot of plot product. Yeah, you were really on it. Um, yeah. So when it comes to stuff like this, like I don't sweat it as much as far as being able to do that. Mainly because sandals on. It, to me, it's like doing sandals a film on. Shoot. Yeah. It's almost like doing a film shoot. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like. It's like wrangling an animal for the best shot for whoever needs it for whatever purpose. So with stuff like that, I'm very focused and I'm very aware of like all aspects of what's going on. And I know like the end game and the, like my job that is the task that I have to, to accomplish. So the handling is, is a little bit more, it's just different. It's different doing that than it is doing like a show. Like when I'm, when I sent you the video of, of me doing the show where it strikes and I catch him with my arm, like over my hand or whatever, mm-hmm. like, Stuff like that is, like, next-level stuff that I usually don't do. It's, like, 
it's in the moment. The people are watching. There's 500, 1,000 people, and they're about to go nuts once I pull this off. So you kind of feed off that as a showman or, like, even, like, when you guys are playing paintball, like, you know, I'm in those grandstands all the time at Cup, and you can just see the energy flow when the crowd goes nuts when somebody pulls off a big move. And the next point is usually just, like, gnarly because you're in that, that energy, right? So it's the same thing when I'm doing a show. Like, when I'm handling for the purpose of entertainment, I, I step up the game a little bit, and my adrenaline gets higher, the tricks get gnarlier, the crowd goes crazier. But when it comes to doing simple stuff like the wrangling for the trophy, the handling's a lot more chill, I guess. There's a lot more manipulation and, and easy handling, like uh, soft touch stuff more than I want it to come after me and try to kill me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want that when I'm trying to do a, a, a photo shoot like that. I don't so want any. That's why I kind of like it. Make, I make it just look real nonchalant when I'm doing stuff like that. Where is if I was doing it for a show, I'd be a little more make it more more dramatic to where it looks yeah. scarier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trust me, it looks scary. It looks scary. I was terrified that entire <laughs> that entire time. I was terrified, and at the end, you made me put goggles on because I didn't want to get spit in with the cobra in the face. And then there was a big. It was it was <laughs> the sun was going down, and you're just like, you guys carry these snakes around in, in these Tupperware bins. Which is also crazy because it's like when you open it, every, every whatever's in there again wants to kill you and is angry, uh, and yeah, it was just uh, that was that was that was quite that was quite an experience that I I do I wouldn't mind uh, doing again. But David, I, we might have we might we might just you still there? Might have lost you, but we do uh, we do have to wrap things up. See what we've done out here, and especially once I get everything done, it'll it'll be a gnarly. Yes, sir. Not here. Okay. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Kind of cutting out. All right, so um, some time and have some gnarlier stuff, and uh, all right, I'll, I'll get I'll get some new videos that you can share of like what's going on out here at the place. Well, how about how about this? How, where can where can people follow you? How about that? Uh, my Instagram is official David Weathers. Uh, I'm not, man, I'm, I'm getting better at the social media stuff, but I'm just never like super, super active. Uh, so I am trying, I am actually, I have a, I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't really launched it full force. So most of it is a lot of videos that I filmed at powwows and native American gatherings that I go to and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's not a lot of my snake content on there yet, but there's going to start being, I'm going to put a lot of archive stuff and film new stuff. Um, so that's our venture for this year. Once we get the place done, then we'll have a better area and a more a friendly environment to film and kind of keep things rolling. So that's why we haven't really launched it out yet because it's hard to maintain, um, you know, content when you're trying to develop other things. So it's just one of those things at the moment. But I do have a YouTube channel. It's DW77. Uh, I think I think that's what it's under. I don't even know. And then official David Weathers. Official David Weathers. That's Instagram. what we'll find you. And you gotta you gotta get. That's uh, best way to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. once I launch everything, I'll start advertising it more. Of course. All right. So. All right. Well, cool, dude. Well, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys at World Cup, and uh, maybe we'll get something going for an adventure before you head back to Cali this time. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on is the your, show. Hey, Ryan, real quick, is your daughter gonna be at Cup this year? Possibly. She was there this year. I'm not taking her yeah, to go see Cobra last year, right? So if she happens to come, I'll bring a snake so she can hold it. I'll bring one of my ball pythons so she can. <laughs> Thanks, hang out dude. With there you go. Thanks. Then you can take it home. There nope, you go. No, 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 no. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. All right, dude. Good seeing you guys. Good, good chatting. Good luck this weekend too. All right, later. later.
Um, Alright, that was David. Woo. Yeah, David Weathers, everybody. Um, Maniac, genius. Yeah. Pretty like cool. A, that last scene in Top Gun. Like getting out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> is he going to make yeah, it out of there? Stories. He's like, hold on. Whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop. All right, there it is. Um, and, and to answer your question, Gearhead, uh, I, uh, yeah, I guess, dude, I don't know about that, can, that some venomous snakes can become docile. That's. I think I looked that up earlier, and there's like, they don't like gain a relationship. Dude, like, they're repti- nice, like yeah. reptiles, like. That's the thing about the reciprocation of affection and love. Like, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't ask that question. I will get that that answered for you. But for for from the experience that I have had around uh, uh, most snakes, and I think a lot of it is like you can't feed snakes in the same place where they live because otherwise they'll bite you every time you kind of come into the cage with them or like oh, yeah. grab them. You got to put them in like a trash bag to feed them, which is strange. Uh, and they're docile, but I don't know if that they like they see you and they're like, oh, it's my Kyle homie. Faye, yeah, my homie. I yeah. think they're just kind of like, all right, how do I, where can I, what raptor can I crawl into here? Yeah. And like, where can I, I want to, who can I kill next? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like what they're always thinking if they're not already trying to bite you. Sure. I think if they've got fangs, uh, they're just trying to just take anything out. Mm-hmm. It's like, come into my, come into my, my venomous circle and you're getting taken out. Sure. I think that's kind of how, how, how they operate. Um, so anyway, that was. You know, a little, uh, little, little chilling, a little, little um, worrisome. I don't know. Jesus, been bitten four times. Uh, but yeah, David's a really cool guy. He was on Jackass. He was the snake handler for Jackass and the Wild Boys. Uh, he was on America's Got Talent. He was also on uh, When Animals Attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah, so I don't know if uh, I'm gonna bring Sloan to yeah, World Cup yeah. to see. I'm just gonna leave him there with that, that, uh, that animal, that creature. Um, but during the show, just cause we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a runner, I had, I went ahead and, um, uh, spun the wheel a couple times. We got, we got four big winners here. Uh, Benjamin Nelson and Chris O both won $50 gift cards, uh, to matrixgearpaintball.com. Look at that. Chris O giving Chris out, o, yeah. giving out memberships. Bingo. Gets the favor returned. The favor returned. Um, and then, uh, loyal blue Fox won a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, loyal blue fox on uh, on the wheel from courtesy of Matrix Gear Paintball and Jace Bernab, Bernabi, uh, you want a pack? Yeah, Chase Ryan also said ball pythons aren't venomous, so right, Sloan yeah. gets bit, she'll be fine, just maybe traumatized. Just traumatized, just a little life. scared. Um, also wanted to to just do a little sneak peek. I posted some of these on uh, you want to open one of these things on uh, on my story the other day. We did a little collaboration here with uh, with one of my uh, other sponsors. Uh, William Painter, we got uh, we got some sunglasses dropping pretty soon on DynastyPaintball.com. Mm-hmm, uh, we've got mm-hmm. a couple different colors here. We've got uh, we've got red lens. We've got the little uh, little dragon here on the side. Um, so we've got a couple of different colors, which was those black. These are the blue boys oh, and the Dynasty blues, and we got some blacks. So uh, a lot of cool things that are going to be dropping on DynastyPaintball.com. Uh, if you guys are uh, <laughs> if you guys are members of the Dynasty Paintball Club or the Champions Club, you're gonna probably get access to a lot of the drops first, as a lot of you have known already or noticed already. Rather, uh, if you guys are members, you can join at DynastyPaintball.com. Um, oh, I need to spin the wheel for the dog collars. Who in here has dogs? I think that that's an important thing. If you guys have dogs, uh, that's gonna be important. We'll just go ahead and put in the in the chat box. 
uh, if you have, because I don't want to give someone think they got a cat or if they've got a snake as a pet. Like if David Weathers got a uh, Hormesis dog collar, might not do him uh, uh, as well. So, um, and maybe they could fit on a cat. But if you're a cat person, let's face it, it's kind of weird. Lots of dogs. Lots of dog friends here. Kyle, uh, go ahead and um, and just what I do is I'll spin it up and down a bunch of times, maybe all the way to the bottom, all the way to the top. And uh, just type in, yeah, type in the breed of dog you have. Um, and uh, and Kyle is going to, i got a big-ass cat. <laughs> that, uh, I think, I think that'll, that'll fall into the same uh, as a winner right there and um, we're going to choose a winner on there and somebody is going to get a hormesis dog collar uh, Thanks. Sent to five dogs someone has who's got five dogs Ooh, two huskies in a, in a lab there we go lawrence three mutts a morky a beagle a danif huh great dane and bull mastiff oh my god Jesus, Sarah. Uh, the real Cujo, Husky, Yellow Labs, Goldens. <clears throat> Let's see. Let me get. Oh. Um, also, if you guys have won anything, uh, like let's see, everything that I'm gonna be shipping out today is also gonna come with uh, 50% off of uh, Anno Job. Oh yeah, let's get rid of this hat too. Let's go with Ruben. Ruben, Mr. That's Ruben. Landed one dog turning eight on Thursday. Hey, Rose's eight. Gift. Happy birthday, Ruben's dog. Um, Ruben is going to win a dog tag. I got oh, so not dog tag. Sorry, dog collar. Um, also, if you guys have ordered something, I know that uh, everything has shipped. Uh, unless you ordered it uh, last night or yesterday, those orders will be shipping uh, today and tomorrow. So uh, if you have not received person, anything, let yeah. me know. I know one person did say that they have not received their dog tags. So it's either got lost in the mail or uh, or something may have happened. So we'll go ahead and look into that for you. Uh, uh, I think it was Joshua Benson. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we're going to look into that. Uh, we are not giving out dogs, Mr. GP. Yeah, if you guys get Just a puppy, snakes. if you guys get a puppy in the mail, it was not from the Spick and Span show. Uh, what I do want to do is I'll, I'm going to spin the spin the main main wheel here um for this rowdy energy hat this actually looks like it might fit nicely now that I think about it a nice little hat right there all right so i'm going to jump over to the full wheel here and we're going to spin this for everybody for frenchies taylor will put you down also taylor white for oh he is not he didn't receive his nope okay uh yeah if you've not received anything let us know um if it's been unless you ordered uh, it takes about if depending on where yeah, you, if you are. If you didn't order on that day, yeah. If you ordered that day, be. it should yeah. If it was on Thursday or Friday, uh, it takes about a day or so to ship, and then uh, and then about two to three days to get to you. So, uh, Chris O is a winner there. Rowdy Energy Drink hat signed by Kyle and Ryan. Rowdy Energy Energy Drink testing this testing this out lately. Uh, Joel Hernandez. All right. Joel Hernandez is the winner right there. Uh, so make sure I have you guys' addresses. If, um, if I don't, then it's hard to send. How about this? For you guys that haven't received your stuff, just shoot us a message okay. on Instagram. Because um, 
for some of you it's kind of hard to find with your YouTube alias. Yeah. So just shoot us your name and we'll look into it and we will let you know. And yes, Chris, oh, you actually did win again. Uh, you won a, a fifty dollar uh, fifty dollar gift card courtesy of Matrix Gear Paintball. There we go. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys all very much um, for all of your support. Uh, did we tick all the boxes? Let's see. Do I have anything else back here that I wanted to show, talk about? Uh, I think uh, I think we're good. So if you're going to be in Philly, we'll see you guys there. Uh, if you guys are looking for get yourself a dog tag, um, you can join uh, – you can go to spickandspanshow.com mm -hmm. uh, and uh, spick with an N and then spanshow.com. Spickandspanshow.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, to get your Spick and Span Show merch, uh, thanks to Island Designs. And then, yeah, also, uh, dynastypaintball.com, real quick, is going to have my red goggle straps launched. As soon as Alex uh, puts them in stock, He's supposed to put them in stock about 20 minutes ago. So uh, he hasn't done it yet. So I guess just keep looking at. Uh, keep hitting that refresh button. Keep hitting that refresh button over on the Spick and Span show. I can actually, or sorry, on, on DynastyPaintball.com. Uh, limited edition Stay Hungry red uh, straps. I think I might even be able to do it right here, right now. Uh, and. Um, make them uh make them in stock for you guys so let's see here i scroll down here i click on this product status active online does that mean it's ready to go is it rocking well it was already there it was on there but it wasn't uh it wasn't um it said it was out of stock hmm do you think it was already oh no it's in stock all right well, there we go. It is in stock. Okay. Uh, red goggle straps. Uh, Stay hungry goggle straps have just gone in stock on uh, DynastyPaintball.com. So head over to DynastyPaintball.com. Right there. Accessories. Oh, wait. Are we were going to show them? What they look like? Also, no. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to leave almost you forget. Guys. Dude, I forgot. I always almost forget. Um, and if you wanted to see what the straps look like, here is the Stay Hungry Signature Series strap right here. And for all of you for sticking around for so long. Get to see a pretty sweet debut first. All right, it's live. Thanks, Alex. I didn't badmouth Alex, did I? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, and without further ado, we're going to sign off with a David Rome production, Doghouse Studios, in, con in, in connection with Doghouse Studios Productions. The Spick and Span Show commercial uh, up there with uh, with the theatrical version of Top Gun. Mm -hmm. uh, we will see all of you in Philly. Uh, thank you all for the support. Check it out. We got a ton of great announcements, a huge show, and all the news and all the stuff that's going on. Possibly, allegedly. Boy. We are ripping right now. Here's some sick giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
in between I cannot breathe, I can't see, I can't look in between I cannot breathe, I can't see, I can't look in between Can I breathe? 